When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. October 19, 2023, coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered, streaming live on the Black Star Network. Y'all, we can't make this up. Republicans are imploding before our very eyes. Uh, Jim Jordan will push for a third vote after the plan to empower an interim speaker falls apart. We'll talk with Texas Congresswoman Jasmine Crockett about the total dysfunction on the other side of the aisle. Days before um, she, uh, days before he was found unresponsive in the Fulton County, Georgia jail, uh, he pleaded for help. Samuel Lawrence's family attorney is here to explain why jail personnel are responsible for his murder. Speaking of Fulton County, ooh, the Kraken attorney, Sidney Powell. Guess what? She's pled guilty to conspiracy charges in the Georgia 2020 election case and will be testifying against the other defendants. Mm. <laughs> I told y'all Fonnie Willis was not playing around. Plus, we'll be joined by legendary comedian George Wallace uh, in studio to talk about uh, him performing here in Washington, D.C. I know he got all kind of stuff he wants to talk about. Folks, it is time to bring the funk. I'm Roland Martin on Filter on the Black Star Network. Let's go. He's got whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the fine. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Best believe he's knowing. Putting it down from sports to news to politics. With entertainment just for kicks, he's rolling.
Okay, what had happened was uh, th that, that that didn't work out. Uh, didn't work out. Um, yeah, did, 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 didn't go too well. Republicans uh, gathered to say, hey, why don't we do a deal where we can make uh, Patrick McHenry, you know, the real short dude, uh, out of a uh, um, way from Illinois, something like that. Let, let, let's go ahead and make him the interim speaker through January. And then while that happens, then Jim Jordan, he can keep trying to sit here uh, and get to 217 votes or to become the next speaker. Well, that plan blew up in the faces of Republicans. In fact, we now uh, have uh, stories of fighting Matt Gates getting cussed out. Uh, by uh, Matt Gates getting cussed out uh, by Kevin McCarthy, another member uh, threatened to go at uh, Gates. Now, they all are blaming him because he was the one who led the mutiny uh, that, uh, of course, led to Kevin McCarthy being replaced as Speaker of the House. Now, what was pretty dumb by the Republicans is, how you gonna do that and not have a plan B? Uh, and so the, all just the constant back and forth. I got to play y'all some of this, uh, some of this audio because it's pretty funny. Uh, and so uh, here is, let me see here. Let me go ahead and pull it up. Uh, here is Kevin McCarthy uh, talking about uh, the blow up in the Republican uh, conference meeting. Uh, and, and I love how they keep blaming Democrats for the dilemma when they the fools who can't get their act together. Uh, here is the uh, lame duck ousted Kevin McCarthy. No, 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 no. Um, I was at the mic, I was speaking, and Matt Gates tried to interrupt and said, so I told him to sit down, and he sat down. What's your view I think... It, no, I told him to sit down. I, th I think the entire conference screamed at him. People are... Listen, we, the whole country, I think, would scream at Matt Gates right now. Remember, it was a crazy eights led by Matt Gates and every single Democrat that put us into this situation. Uh, we've never been in this situation before, but how do you have 4% of your conference remove a speaker when 96% are there. This is why we're here. He had no plan afterwards. Now we have Israel at a war, questions whether Congress can act, uh, questions where we'd be able to go to select a new speaker. I mean, it's a difficult situation driven by one person for his own personal beliefs, his own animosity towards me, and his concern about what's inside an ethics complaint that was filed before I was even speaking. I'm confused. I'm confused here. Um, didn't Kevin McCarthy agree to this deal? Didn't he agree, in order for him to become speaker, didn't he agree to the deal to allow one person to basically call for his removal? Uh, well, some reporters did catch up uh, with that idiot from Florida, uh, Matt Gates. <laughs> Again, if you want more laughter, here you go. I, th I think that I'm against Speaker Light. I'm against Bud Light. I believe it is a constitutional desecration to not elect a Speaker of the House. We need to stay here until we elect a Speaker. And if someone can't get the votes, we need to go on to the next person. But, but twisting and torturing the Constitution to empower a temporary speaker is having a speaker light that is not constitutionally contemplated, is deeply infirm, and I will do everything possible to stop it. That boy looking like Eddie Munster as every day goes by. All right, joining us right now, Congressman Jasmine Crockett. Uh, gl glad to have you. 
on the show. Um, I, I keep seeing your tweets about, here we go again. And I love how McCarthy keeps trying to invoke the Democrats. You know, they, they, they're got together with 4% of our caucus. Dude, you can't keep your own people in line. Don't try to blame anybody else. Yeah, I mean, you've summed it up, Roland. I don't even know what you need me for. Uh, you know what's happening. You know it's a clown show. The entire country knows it's a clown show. And this is a problem of mathematics. They obviously are not good at it. We may need to do a simple um, addition and subtraction test for you to qualify to actually be in Congress. Because at the end of the day, you have to look at what is your majority. They are in the majority. So you have a slim majority. So that means that you can't have that much of a defection. Right now, they can only afford to lose five people. So therefore, you don't necessarily have to have 100%, but you can't lose more than five. We never elected McCarthy, and therefore, we were never going to vote for McCarthy, especially since the only thing that McCarthy has offered us is more and more oppression and more and more revisionist history where he tries to put everything on us that is bad and it's just not true. We aren't in control. If you wanted to be in control, if you wanted to be speaker, now you understand that there is an actual responsibility that comes with the gavel. I mean, I, I just, I mean, as each day goes by, uh, it's laughable. Uh, and again, uh, this new talking point uh, is the Dems. If they if they had just just gotten in line, but here's the other thing: everything that Dems have asked for, McCarthy refuses. He yeah. doesn't. And so the deal is: why am I going to vote for somebody who doesn't even care about me? No, not to mention he's not someone that actually honors his word. Democrats are not so unreasonable to believe that we're going to get the speaker of our choice coming from across the aisle. I mean, that's not going to be, ha that's not going to happen. So we're very realistic about it. But here's the deal. When you make a deal with the president of the United States and we expect you to honor that deal and you completely renege on that deal, trying to appease what he's now referring to as the crazy eights, the only one that's crazy, Kevin, I'm sorry, is you because you fell for the okie doke. Listen, this has never happened in the history of the United States because you were just that bad at negotiating. Nancy Pelosi had the exact same um, margins and didn't have this problem. Nancy didn't box herself in. And the idea that you want to pretend as if if Nancy was in this set of circumstances that the Republicans would come and save her, give me a daggone break. So don't look at us. I know that the Democrats are always the adults in the room, but my deal is this. If you were elected as a Republican, then your constituents need to know what it is that they got. And as far as I'm concerned, they didn't get very much, especially when you start talking about Jim Jordan. But that's on them. And good luck in your next elections. Um, you know, there are some who are saying that, look, Democrats should compromise. We've got the people's business. Mm, I disagree. I don't think it should be any compromise. I think you should sit back, uh, let Hakeem Jeffries keep getting 212 votes, and let these idiots keep looking stupid. No, I mean, here, here's the deal. People keep saying, well, we've got to get back to governing. My answer to that is that we've not been governing. Yes, we had a speaker, and yes, there were things that were going on, but we weren't governing. If we were governing, we wouldn't be talking about a shutdown. 
I need people to understand that they had nine months, almost a total of 10 months, to pull together our appropriations bills, and they did not get it done. So we wouldn't be talking about shutdown if we were actually governing. They haven't done anything. All they've done is sat there and pass stupid bills that have no chance of ever seeing the light of day because they want to attack um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. They want to go after um, the LGBTQIA community. They want to make sure that women don't have access to reproductive rights. They claim that they didn't support Roe v. Wade because they wanted it to be up to the states. And now every daggone bill that we get, they want to make sure they put some clause in there essentially trying to backdoor their way to a national abortion ban. How about you focus on the basics? Because clearly you are not going to be able to accomplish these complex tasks. If you can't figure out how to participate in the popularity contest amongst your Republicans, and also Republicans, I need y'all to pay attention to this. If the, if the Republican caucus can't find one person that they like, why, why are y'all electing these people? Clearly, these are <laughs> unlikable people. Their own people don't like them. So let's do the smart thing. Let's stop falling for the okey-doke and acting like all hell is going to break loose if a Democrat is in office because every time something breaks, you want the Democrats to fix it. So let's just stop breaking stuff and elect the Democrats so that we can get to the people's work and make sure that that's what we're doing in the people's house. I'm going to play one more thing uh, to um, for you to laugh at. And so here is former Republican Utah Congressman um, Jason Chaffetz on Fox News, uh, and boy, this just, this just, uh, just, just tickled me to, to, to pieces. Listen to this exchange. I had no powers. It was supposed to be done for continuity of government purposes. So um, they got to hash that out. And Tom Emmert, the, the whip, put out a notice saying they were going to get together at noon. But yeah, you're, we're getting close to noon. And uh, if they're pulling that back, they're going to announce that any time. Let me ask you this question just before we go, just a real quick answer. If, if the script were flipped that it was Democrats who were in control of Congress, if Hakeem Jeffries was put up for a vote for speaker, how long do you think it would take to get to 218? <laughs> well, Hakeem Jeffries has now lost 17 races in a row. So 17 times in a row, he's been put up as speaker and he's lost. So he's kind of already over that threshold. Um, I, I just don't think one party is going to come in and support another party. I, I just don't think we're going to get to that point and see it. Maybe we do, but I, I really doubt it. No, I just, I just meant I think the Democrats would elect a speaker very quickly if they were in the position that the Republicans are in. Jason, great to see you. Thank yeah, you. They, they haven't had those problems. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Thanks. President Biden announcing 100 Hey, John, how about you say, hey, Jason, you look pretty stupid with that answer. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean the reality is um, it probably would take about three minutes for Democrats to elect um, Hakeem Jeffries as speaker if they were in power. <laughs> if that. Um, when we had to caucus to determine who we were going to nominate, um, it took us a total of seven minutes the seven minutes was the nominating speech, the acceptance speech, and the vote. Seven minutes, and we were done. The Democrats were done. We are now, I don't even know on what day, and the Republicans still can't figure it out. And mind you again,
They don't have to get 100%. We have 100% of the caucus that is standing with Hakeem. They can't get less than 100%. That tells you how bad the Republican Party is right now. And as far as I'm concerned, what they need to do is they need to stand up to MAGA. They need to tell MAGA, go ahead and form your own coalition because you don't see the world the way that we see the world. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you, it's, it's interesting because I've been doing my daily updates on my tweets. And so I decided that my daily update today, I was going to call um, Representative Kim Buck, Nuck if you buck, uh, Representative Kim Buck. Because, listen, he said, I'm not changing my mind. I don't care what type of threats you send my way. Bring it on. He was like, I am not voting for Jim Jordan. And honestly, it is not the type of backbone that I expected to see out of anyone other than the radical eight. Um, I am so impressed with those people that have decided, you know what, it's time for me to have some principles and we need to start to take our party back. We need to get back to a real two-party um, country uh, and system, we need to go ahead and eradicate the power that is being wielded by these extreme folk that really don't represent who we are in this country. All righty. Congresswoman Jasmine Prackett, we appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. All right, folks. Uh, it really is uh, a just comedy of errors uh, on Capitol Hill. And again, I'm a firm believer. You let the idiots just keep looking stupid. We'll discuss with my panel and we come back right here on Rolling Martin Unfiltered right here on the Black Star Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. I'm Faraji Muhammad, host of The Culture. And brothers, we need to talk. There's been much discussion about the state of the black man in our community, whether it's in politics, education, or in the home. 
My brothers, we are struggling to lead the way, which is why the culture will be hosting the Black Men Summit, where we'll be redefining and celebrating Black manhood. This special series will kick off on the 28th anniversary of the historic Million Man March on Monday, October the 16th at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll be talking to some of Black America's most prolific, dynamic, thought-provoking Black men activists, scholars, and leaders about our role, our power, and our future. So tune in and join the conversation as an online culture crew member for the Culture's Black Men Summit, redefining and celebrating Black manhood. Starting Monday, October 16th through Friday, October 20th, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, each day, right here, exclusively here on the Black Star Network. Next on The Frequency with me, Dee Barnes, actress, writer, and advocate, Raydon Chong is here to discuss her childhood and break down her life in Hollywood, a show you don't want to miss. Well, even at my peaky peak peak when I was getting a lot of stuff, as soon as I was working a ton, I heard people whispering, oh, we don't want to pay her because we're giving her a break. Only on The Frequency on the Black Star Network. I'm Joe Marie Payton, voice of Sugar Mama on Disney's Louder and Prouder, Disney Plus. And I'm with Roland Martin on Unfiltered. Let's introduce our panel right now. Dr. Greg Carr, Department of Afro-American Studies at Howard University out of D.C. Reese Colbert, host of the Reese Colbert Show, Sirius XM Radio out of D.C. Lauren Victoria Burke, Black Press USA out of Arlington, Virginia. Lauren, you came from Capitol Hill. Uh, I must say, um, it is a uh, house of horrors uh, happening on the GOP side. And I, I just, you let crazy keep being crazy. Yeah, they, uh, they're, they're governed by the people in the party right now who don't believe in government, who don't believe in uh, any much of anything other than being against everything. And if you ask these people in Congress, like Nancy Mace and uh, Matt Gates, what do they want? What was the plan? What are they doing here? You get no straight answers. Uh, Matt Gates has in his talking points a few lines about wanting to get things done. I'm not sure why he keeps saying that, because, of course, he's had this entire institution uh, on its knees by vacating its chair two weeks ago. So I, I don't get it. I don't think anybody really gets it. There's this certain type of MAGA Republican who just wants to be seen on social media and wants to send out fundraising emails and get on TV. Uh, and, and frankly, that's kind of working for them, because the more sensationalist you are, uh, the more airhead you are and the more clicks you get, and you are rewarded by this version of our media in, in today's politics. That's part of the reason why he keeps doing it. That's part of the reason why they find themselves where they are. I do have an increasing number of Republicans who are figuring out that this isn't working, and they look particularly stupid when there's a war going on in the Middle East. And so I don't know how this ends. Now we have the rumor of of Pat McHenry saying that he might resign as this, you know, resign the chair. 
but this is really the culmination of the Gingrich years in the U.S. House. Uh, this idea that you never, you never do anything with the Democrats. I mean, one thing they are united in, one thing they are united in is not working with the Democrats. And so, uh, you know, you have the situation that we have right now. This right here, Reese, is one of those moments where uh, you Democrats, you go, hey, everybody back up, back up. A yeah. train wreck is happening to fly very eyes, and let's just get some popcorn and watch. Absolutely. I think that uh, Congresswoman Crockett is so right about people always expecting the Democrats to be the adults in the room and play cleanup on our six for the dysfunctional Republicans. But there needs to be very clear messaging that the Republicans have the majority. The way that people expect Democrats to move mountains and make miracles happen when they have a majority, the bar is in hell for Republicans to even function as a caucus. But the reality is, the government will be no more functional even with a Jim Jordan, or as Crockett says, Jim, G-Y-M Jordan, in the speakership because he does not have a plan to govern. He's not talking about uh, funding the government in a way that makes sense. He's not talking about working across the aisle. He wants to get in there and continue to be a, a hack partisan and, 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 and run interference for Trump. And so this is just on full display how Republicans absolutely refuse to govern. They're not learning that the American people really want bipartisanship, even though that's irrational on the American people's part at this point. But at the end of the day, they know that they don't necessarily pay the political price for this. When the government shuts down because of Republicans, Democrats lose. When things don't work well in the, gov in the government, Democrats tend to lose. And so I don't think that the Democrats should rescue them, but I don't think they should be counting their little victory laps and being all smug about it, because at the end of the day, people don't differentiate between Democrats and Republicans. They just see government as not working. And that's what they need to be messaging, that the Republicans are the ones that are dysfunctional and put the adults back in charge, and you'll see a difference. Uh, these people, Greg, uh, literally are showing us exactly who they are. Um, and this is what happens when you... Uh, empower nutcases when you when the tea party people come in will you allow it to consume you and when you all of it when you truly become the tea party party the MAGA party the Trump party that's what they are I don't want to hear this about moderate re, moderate Republicans they know moderate Republicans bottom line is they chose to dance with the devil and now they mad they in hell Absolutely. Absolutely, Roland. And, and, and you read my mind, brother. Um, as we just heard Lauren say, well, you know, they're, they are unified against the Democrats. And uh, Reese is right. I mean, the American people, we just saw the, the, the inexplicable, well, it's explicable, but the indefensible display of people not voting in Louisiana. <clears throat> Hopefully it won't be repeated in Mississippi. But, you know, people are just tuned out. And they treat this like a sporting event, like that silly remark Joe Biden made the other day about, you know, the bomb that hit the hospital in Gaza was from the other team. It's no teams, man. This isn't sports. But people treat this like a sporting event. We're dealing with government. We're dealing with people's lives. Um, you know, and it's certainly if we can look at mass commercial white facing entertainment media uh, without any clues, it may very well be that Patrick McHenry, who uh, is now term limited as chair of the Financial Services Committee, and there was talk, as Lauren said, of him perhaps transitioning out of Congress altogether, either that or being speaker, we might want to pick up on the hint of the last 24 hours as people start raising his name and asking who he is. We remember he came in in the Tea Party wave 
But since then, uh, he came in as a bomb thrower. He came in kind of like Gymnasium Jordan. But, uh, you know, and, and, and you know, this is last vestige of the the, uh, the era of the Tea Party, as, as Lauren said. But since then, he has turned into a bit of a policy wonk. He was the Financial Services Committee chair, and he reached across the aisle and has worked with Maxine Waters. It might be that we might want to talk with your friend Maxine Waters to see perhaps what we might be able to expect out of uh, a speakership of Patrick McHenry. One thing is clear, finally. Gymnasium Jordan, who is a great example of affirmative action, white maleness, on the day that the Phoenix Mercury and the WNBA just announced a man with no coaching experience whatsoever has been named the coach, another white man who got the job because he's a white man. Uh, Jim Jordan is doing this because he knows that this is the last best chance for the nuts to run the Democratic, I mean, to the, run the Republican Party. And Jasmine Crockett has laid it out. She's laid it out. Elect some more Democrats, so at least you'll have a chance of having some policy move through Congress. But Patrick McHenry might be the person who ends up with that speaker's gavel to do more than just slam it down. Oh, one other thing. Did the speaker pro tem, his position, that came into existence after September the 11th, 2001, when the Speaker of the House had to make up a secret list after that with names of people who might be the—who could be the speaker if he or she somehow was incapacitated. And— I don't think anybody in a million years thought Patrick McHenry would hold that gavel, but he might end up as the speaker if we can look at, read the tea leaves of the mass media. Yeah, but guess what? This was, was hilarious. Uh, go to my iPad. Now Patrick McHenry uh, is threatening to quit. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. So here's the deal. In the, this, is, this is what in the closed-door meeting Thursday, Representative Patrick McHenry told GOP colleagues he might resign as Speaker Pro Tem if Republicans push him to try to move legislation on the floor without an explicit vote to expand his powers, according to multiple lawmakers in the room, if you guys try to do that, you'll figure out who the next person on Kevin's list is. McHenry told the room, three sources said, referring to, referring to former Speaker Kevin McCarthy's secret list of GOP lawmakers who would serve as temporary speaker in the event of a vacancy. Oh, my God. You know, Lauren, that would absolutely... You know what? You know, my, my birthday is in, um, you know, less than a month. That'd probably be a great birthday gift. Because, God, if you lose a speaker pro tem, then they're like, well, damn, who the hell, who the hell are we going to get? Like, there literally is no... This is how crazy they are. There's no compromise candidate on their side because their margin is so thin. You have the nuts like Gates. They control the whole apparatus. Well, actually, <clears throat> him vacating, him him quitting, McHenry quitting is actually less crazy than what we witnessed over the last few days, which was the idea of Jim Jordan being the speaker. You would actually have somebody who doesn't, who cannot say into a microphone that Joe Biden was legitimately elected, among other things uh, about him. Uh, I mean... This is delusional, the idea that Jim Jordan would be speaker. And by the way, they're talking about another vote tonight, which I'm not sure why Jim Jordan wants to see the number double of people who's, who could be voting against him. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> that's what he wants to see. Uh, so, so, McHenry, people leaving or stepping off the stage is actually a logical move in this moment, because you're only tethered to something that has historically never happened before, and it's something that is fairly crazy. So it actually makes sense to me to hear that a member of Congress is not going to run for re-election, which we heard yesterday, a MAGA, a MAGA Trump Republican House member. And now to hear that McHenry's thinking, I want to get off this stage. 
they don't know what they're doing. Uh, and they increasingly look like they have no idea what they're doing. Uh, at a moment of crisis, uh, the Senate is, is on the other side of the building, you know, doing business and, and leaving for the evening. But the House looks ridiculous. Uh, the real test is going to come in about 20 days about whether or not, you know, the voters in Virginia are going to decide that this matters to them. They may not. But this is what, quote, Republican governance, in fact, fat quotes looks like. This is what running your mouth all day on Fox News and saying absolutely nothing and talking loud and saying nothing and, and you know, being the friend of Donald Trump. All of that is what, this is the culmination of their nothingness. And it's playing out. They're actually sort of lucky in their timing because we have a serious news story overseas. So you're not getting the, the updates that you normally would be getting uh, detailing this level of dysfunction. Yeah. Well, the Republican Accountability Project, they put uh, this video out. I'm going to plug this in before I, so before I go to break. So, hey, what the hell? Might as well enjoy the nuttiness. <laughs> Republicans worked so hard to finally get a slim majority in the House of Representatives. Total chaos. This conference is absolutely broken. We're, we're dysfunctional right now. We've allowed emotion uh, to get in the way of logic. Now we're in total chaos, and now people are talking about handing our majority over to the Democrats. It hurts the country. It hurts Congress. It's hurting our party. It makes us look like a bunch of idiots. This is petty, and I'm getting freaking tired of it. We don't deserve the majority. We're a ship that doesn't have a rudder right now. People are looking for a perfect system. Uh, they shouldn't be looking at the U.S. House right now. These guys want to be in the minority. That's exactly. I think they would prefer that because they can just vote no and yell and scream all the time. Hey, the Republicans finally got the chance to drive the car. They're in a ditch. <laughs> ah! Love it. Y'all, let me go to a break. We come back. We're going to talk about what's happening in Fulton County there, uh, where inmate was found dead. A terrible situation happening in that Fulton County jail. We'll talk about that. Also, uh, Fonnie Willis. Man, all them people, remember they say, well, she doesn't know what she's doing. She's pushing too hard for these trials in November. What is wrong with her? She's like, we tried to tell you. <laughs> we tried to tell you. I'll explain why Sidney Powell pleading guilty is a huge deal. You're watching Rolling Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Don't forget, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, folks. Also, we want you to support us with what we do. So you're checking money, order the P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 2003-7-0196. Cash app, RM Unfiltered, PayPal, R. Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered, Zale, rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Rolling at RolandMartinUnfiltered.com. Be sure to get a copy of my book, White Fear, How the Browning of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds, available at bookstores nationwide. Get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You can also download the audio version on Audible. Folks, I'll be right back. Hatred on the streets, a horrific scene, a white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. My people are losing their damn minds. As an angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol, we're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time that people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage as a back. This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our women. This is white fear. chair take your seat the black tape with me dr greg carr here on the black star network every week we'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in join the conversation only on the black star network hi my name is freddie ricks i'm from houston texas my name is sharon williams i'm from dallas texas right now i'm rolling with roland martin unfiltered uncut unplugged and undamn believable Folks, uh, the family of a Georgia inmate 
found dead in Fulton County Jail says his death has been ruled homicide. Samuel Lawrence was found unresponsive in his jail cell on August 2nd, just days after he filed a lengthy handwritten prisoner civil rights complaint about the conditions and abuse by the guards. The family attorney, Kenneth Muhammad, says the autopsy concluded Lawrence was strangled to death. Lawrence's family says an inmate killed him. They blame jail officials for failing to protect him after he repeatedly told them about the dangerous and violent actions of the other inmates. Attorney Kenneth Muhammad joins us now from Atlanta. Kenneth, so um, this is uh, obviously stunning. So, so, so the medical examiner has ruled this is indeed a homicide. They have definitely done that, yes. Response from Fulton County, Sheriff, Commissioner's Court. My, uh, Samuel's father received a telephone call that was very short. They said that uh, the autopsy report had come in because we didn't have it at that point in time, and that Samuel was strangled. They're going to charge the inmate that or the cellmate with, that was with him with homicide. No further information was given. The call ended. Um, I have reached out to try to get some additional information, and uh, they have not been responsive to us yet. Uh, how many how many deaths does this now make in the Fulton County Jail this year? Ten. 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 So we're we're averaging. We're at a point now. We're at about one per month. And in Samuel's case, all of the different problems that you see going on are kind of culminated into this one case. Um, you have a situation where he began complaining from January all the way through the time of his death at the end of August. Um, the gang problem uh, is clear uh, and evident in his case where he had one incident in, in January where his teeth were knocked out. They have listed that some of his teeth were shifted back. Um, there were uh, a number of threats that were made against him to the point where he escaped by threatening to jump, jump off of one of the rails. Um, he managed to get away. They made notations of that. They moved him to a different area. Uh, in May, he reported attacks. But in the civil rights complaint that he uh, uh, wrote himself later, he mentioned that in that same attack in May that the uh, deputies were dismissive of it and they were not responding uh, appropriately. Um, you, you go to the next month in June, there was uh, additional uh, attacks at that point. And what, what happened was a pattern developed where he was essentially attacked and showed fear of going back to his cell when they did take him to the medical unit or different areas. And they list in their report that they had to take actions to move him back to his cell. But what he's saying to them is, you can't move me back. Don't do it. And he's doing things like threatening to jump off the rails again. But remember, that first incident he had in January, that's how he escaped an attack. So they list they, as if they just have this problem inmate who is uh, exhibiting mental health problems when he says he's going to jump off of the rail. They take him back into the cell, and lo and behold, he keeps having these incidents where he's attacked. It, it finally uh, culminates where we get to uh, August. It was August 12th, where um, the officers 
uh, report that there was another one of these incidents. And then just a matter of days later, he files this federal complaint where he walks us through the entire history. And that's how we have this information, because the sheriff's office is, um, you know, for lack of a better terminology, there is efforts to hold back information. And it's like pulling teeth, trying to get information out of them. We, you, we have incidents where a report will say that a body cam was turned on, but then when you make the request for the body cam, they say there is no body cam footage. Then when you point out the problem with what they're saying, then they say, oh, well, there's a pending investigation. And the, the reasoning just keeps changing. So we have a lot of things like that going on. He, he mentions uh, how he was constantly writing uh, complaints and sending those uh, written complaints in, but yet they told us that they don't have any copies of any written complaints that he had initiated. So we have all of the information that went on because he actually got the complaint out into the federal court system. Um, it outlines what he wrote there in his own handwriting, uh, everything that it went on. He, he talks about uh, multiple gang attacks, deputies being uh, unresponsive to it, uh, and various things like that. And just days after he sent that in, uh, he is strangled to death. And um, as I indicated, the, the, the family just gets one call where they are told that a cellmate, without giving a name or any further information, is being charged, and that's really it. So that, that's what we're dealing with. What's next? Uh, any plans to file a civil suit, anything against the uh, jail, jail officials uh, for negligence? Definitely. Um, we are, uh, as we speak, putting together the uh, notice to the county uh, of what we have been able to find and put together thus far and how we see that there is definite uh, negligence on the part of the sheriff's office uh, in failing to protect him, given uh, all of the, the history that we just um, outlined. And Hopefully, it won't be necessary to file a lawsuit. Hopefully, they will get it. They'll look at the pattern uh, of uh, behavior and what he had to suffer and how um, he is killed at the hands of an inmate after screaming and begging for them to protect him. And hopefully, something can be worked out without need of a lawsuit being filed. But if this notice that we're sending and uh, our efforts to enter into uh, discussions are not successful, we will immediately file a lawsuit. All right, Kenneth Muhammad, uh, we appreciate it. Thanks a lot. All right, thank you. Folks, please note the U.S. Department of Justice is conducting a civil rights investigation into jail conditions in Fulton County, citing violence, filthy conditions, and the death of a man whose body was covered in insects. The thing here, Reese, again, this is one of the areas, and I keep talking about this over and over and over again, this is one of the areas where the Biden Harris DOJ has been extremely strong for the life of me. I don't understand why the White House and why Biden and why Harris don't talk about the successes more on how they are achieving accountability. They announced earlier this week an investigation of the patterns and practices of a police department in New Jersey. I think this is the ninth or the tenth one. It was only one during four years of Donald Trump. 
There have been numerous individuals who have been sent to prison for hate crimes, numerous individuals, uh, wardens and corrections officers who have been sent to prison, as well as convictions when it comes to police as well. And I, I sound like a broken record on it, but I'm like, if you're doing good in that area, say, talk about it. Yeah, but I think that <clears throat> they probably view it as potentially backfiring as them looking soft on crime because they're going after people who, by the way, are committing crimes because it is illegal to be brutalizing people and abusing your authority and a number of things that are happening in these jails and police departments. But, um, you know, it doesn't make sense to not tout this, It's pre especially how important this is to black voters. Uh, but we also have to recognize that we live in a society that doesn't really value the lives of people who are in prison. Um, this person, Samuel Lawrence, wasn't convicted of a crime yet. He was being held on bond. So we have a person, and, and multiple people we've heard these stories about, haven't actually been convicted of a crime yet. But we're not talking about bail reform. We're not talking about um, a justice system that that keeps people in jail, even under these horrific conditions. I, I remember the sheriff in Fulton County talking about how there's overcrowding and a number of things, wanting more money for jails when you could let some of these people who are just in jail indefinitely on bond out. Maybe he wouldn't qualify for that, but I don't know, you know, if he's already getting beat and attacked, I don't know what, what purpose that's serving for a person who hasn't been convicted. So I think it's a complex situation because at the end of the day, people want people who are even accused of crimes to be locked up. And until we realize that locking people up is not about, uh, that we're not rehabilitating, we're not making our country safer by just locking up people and throwing away the key and treating them any old kind of way, this stuff is going to continue to happen. But, but, but here's the thing, Greg. To me, it's it's a no-brainer. And, and okay, so what? Why people are going to be going? Oh my goodness, uh, that's just unfortunate. How dare you put wardens who beat people uh, in prison who break the law? Again, if you didn't pass the George Floyd Justice Act, you got to be able to say something not only to African Americans but to young voters as well who were demanding uh, criminal justice reform. Your DOJ. This is arguably the most active Department of Justice Civil Rights Division since Bobby Kennedy was Attorney General. It's true, but I mean, you know, Reese is, um, as usual, speaking in the speaking the language of real politic. We know the ideal. We know what's logical. We know what makes sense, and we know what's what's right. But then we also have to factor in what's political. If people want to see true uh, shifts in policy, they're going to have to get out and participate in the political process. And what the Biden-Harris administration is doing is, as we see says, is they're playing a game of—they're calculating in terms of how many votes they need, where they're going to need to take those votes from. And as you have said over and over and over again, their formula is deeply flawed. But that will require a shift to lean into constituencies that they're going to have to work with folks like Black Votes Matter and Reverend Barber and everyone else, Poor People's Campaign, to actually cultivate those people into voters. I mean, let's, be, let's just be clear about it. I mean, again, you see this brother killed. And as Attorney Muhammad said, they filed that 1983 lawsuit in August. He's found dead a few days later. When you read the complaint, the 1983 complaint that they filed so under what's called prisoner civil rights, it's really a complaint pursuant to, among other things, the Eighth Amendment of the Constitution, cruel and unusual punishment. And what they're saying is, you didn't protect our client. Now he's dead. 
they're going to go back to court and do that again. But again, as Reese said, none of that is going to come into play when they blast on television that, well, these people should be locked up. And if they kill each other, whatever. And the, and the Biden-Harris administration is soft on crime, trying to do things like bail reform and get these people out of jail and patterns and practice investigations. They're just pro-criminal, pro-criminal, pro-criminal. And guess what? It ain't just white people that are going to say, well, I'm voting for the Republicans because they, they make me feel safe. It's going to be some of these Negroes sitting up in these churches, ultra-conservative people who see the mugshot of the guy that may have killed him, Zaria Shields, and say, I don't want him out either. This is the stupidity of an undereducated electorate. I'm not blaming the electorate. What I'm saying is that if the administration is going to turn the direction of trying to cultivate that, they're going to have to take a step that's going to be in uh, in direct contradiction of the arc of the Democratic Party for years. They simply won't step out and be bold. But if you're going to get hit for inaction, uh, Lauren, you better have a damn good response of the action you have taken. Yeah, I mean... Clearly, what's going on is the, the administration does not want to be seen as advocating for policy around justice reform that black people care about. They don't want to be seen in public public on justice reform policy saying anything that black folks care about. They got wrapped around the axle on defund, uh, and they don't want to get wrapped around that axle again. I, I think that they are scared to market in any way anything having to do with policing, police brutality, justice reform, any of that stuff, uh, they're still in this haze of thinking that they can get the mysteriously uh, existent or non-existent moderate white voter out there. This is a battle in the party that's been going on for years now. It goes all the way back to LBJ when he signed the Voting Rights Act and the Civil Rights Act. Uh, there is always this fear from white Democrats of advocating loudly for things that black folks care about, and particularly around crime and justice reform. And so that is why the Justice Department is not talking about these issues. They should just be talking about them, by the way, in a human rights uh, way. You know, I mean, if this was China or Russia or something like that, then we would have no problem talking about it. <laughs> it's amazing yep. how when it's the United States and the South, all of a sudden we can't talk about it. Yep. But at any rate, that is the reason that this is not getting marketed, and it will continue yep. not to get marketed. All right, hold tight one second. When we come back from this break, we're going to talk about what DOJ also uh, announced today regarding redlining in Florida. Like I said, uh, they are tackling significant issues. Uh, we'll discuss that right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Uh, looking forward uh, to that. Uh, again, don't forget to support us in what we do by please downloading the Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV, and of course, join our Brenda Funk fan club. Send your checking money order, P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 200-37-0196. Cash app, dollar sign, RM Unfiltered, PayPal or Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zale, rolling at rollinsmartin.com. Rolling at rollinsmartinunfiltered.com. We'll be right back. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. On a next A Balanced Life with me, Dr. Jackie, being of service to others is one of the greatest callings in life. But being there for someone else in their time of crisis is a whole new level, and you have to bring courage, commitment, and strength. On our next show, we meet two real-life angels who were thrust in the midst of caregiving and without warning. And he was looking strange and um, couldn't cut his meat. And it was very odd. And I said, well, what's wrong? And he says, I think I've had a stroke. And so, of course, it scared scared me. And um, we literally got in the car and he walked into the hospital on a Thursday. And by Saturday of that same week, he lost um, all control of his left side. The blessings, the challenges, and the way they maintain their balance, all next on A Balanced Life on Black Star Network. I'm Faraji Muhammad, host of The Culture. And brothers, we need to talk. There's been much discussion about the state of the black man in our community, whether it's in politics, education, or in the home. My brothers, we are struggling to lead the way, which is why The Culture will be hosting the Black Men Summit, where we'll be redefining and celebrating black manhood. This special series will kick off on the 28th anniversary of the historic Million Man March on Monday, October the 16th at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll be talking to some of Black America's most prolific, dynamic, thought-provoking Black men activists, scholars, and leaders about our role, our power, and our future. So tune in and join the conversation as an online culture crew member for the Culture's Black Men Summit, redefining and celebrating Black manhood. Starting Monday, October 16th through Friday, October 20th, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, each day, right here, exclusively here on the Black Star Network. Pull up a chair, take your seat, the Black with me, Dr. Greg Carr, here on the Black Star Network. Every week, we'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in. Join the conversation only on the Black Star Network. My name is Lena Charles, and I'm from Opelousas, Louisiana. Yes. That is Zodico capital of the world. My name is Margaret Chappelle. I'm from Dallas, Texas, representing the Urban Trivia Game. It's me, Sherry Shepard, and you know what you watch. Roland Martin on Unfiltered.
Department of Justice uh, announced uh, an initiative out of Jacksonville, Florida today dealing with the issue of redlining. Uh, Christian Clark, who has the Civil Rights Division of the Department of Justice, uh, was there along with the Attorney General. Here is what uh, they had to say. Morning, everyone. I'm joined today, today by Assistant Attorney General for Civil Rights, Kristen Clark, and U.S. Attorney for the Middle District of Florida, Roger Hanberg. We are here today to announce a major development in the Justice Department's anti-redlining initiative, which was made possible by the hard work of the staffs of both of their offices. But first, I would like to address those who are living with understandable fear in the wake of Hamas's terrorist attacks on Israel. As the FBI has noted, we are seeing an increase in reported threats against faith communities, particularly Jewish, Muslim, and Arab communities and institutions. Last week, I directed all 94 of our United States Attorney's offices and the FBI to be in close touch with federal, state, and local law enforcement partners in their districts. Yesterday, I met with, and today and tomorrow, I will continue to meet with our U.S. attorneys and federal, state, and local law enforcement officials here in Florida. I've also directed our U.S. attorneys to reach out to religious and other community leaders in their districts to reaffirm our commitment to them and to assess what additional support they may need. The entire Justice Department remains vigilant in our efforts to identify and respond to hate crimes, threats of violence, or related incidents with particular attention to threats to faith communities. And as always, the Justice Department remains focused on doing everything we can to keep Americans safe from the threat of terrorism. We are here today to announce Ameris Bank's agreement to enter into, enter into a consent decree regarding our allegations that the bank engaged in redlining in violation of the Fair Housing Act and the Equal Credit Opportunity Act. Redlining occurs when lenders deny or discourage applications or avoid providing loans in neighborhoods because of the race, color, or national origin of the people who live in those neighborhoods. Our complaint alleges that the bank denied or discouraged home loan applications and other credit opportunities and services in major black and Hispanic neighborhoods here in Jacksonville. As a result of our investigation, we have reached a settlement agreement with Ameris. If approved by the court, the bank would pay $9 million to expand access to credit opportunities for residents of black and Hispanic neighborhoods in Jacksonville. This investigation is part of the Justice Department's Combating Redlining Initiative, which I launched two years ago this month. Once this agreement is approved, the initiative will have secured in total more than $100 million for communities across the country that have been far harmed by discriminatory lending practices. Our complaint alleges that the bank located its branches in specific areas of Jacksonville to serve majority white neighborhoods and to avoid serving black and Hispanic neighborhoods. This included failing to open even a single branch in majority black and Hispanic neighborhoods in Jacksonville, despite having opened 18 full service branches in other parts of Jacksonville. For example, we allege that in 2019, Ameris closed two of its Jacksonville branches as part of its so-called 
efficiency initiative. Ameris had identified both of those branches as having, quote, minority populations, quote, higher than nearby branch locations. One of those branches, which was located within what Ameris called the, quote, urban core of Jacksonville, was the closest branch to most of the city's majority black and Hispanic neighborhoods. That branch was, was closed despite the fact that Ameris itself rated it as one of the, quote, best financial performers of all of its branches across the United States. Ameris did not close any branches in the majority white areas of Jacksonville as part of this so-called efficiency initiative. In another example, we allege that in 2020, Ameris sent out a, quote, free checking mailer that the bank said was targeted to low and moderate income areas in majority minority neighborhoods. Ameris mailed out over 22,000 postcards with images of white models to 13 zip codes in Jacksonville. Not one postcard was sent to a single resident in a majority black and Hispanic neighborhood. Folks, if you want to watch that full news conference, go to the Black Star Network app, go to our YouTube channel. We live streamed it a little bit earlier. That right there, Greg, is what I'm talking about. Uh, that ain't going to get covered on MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, ABC, CBS. But that's the kind of relevant stuff that for African-Americans, you go, wait a minute, hold up. That's the difference between a Biden-Harris Department of Justice and a Trump-Pence Department of Justice. Absolutely, Roland. It's quite striking, isn't it? We, we focus, and rightfully so, on voting rights, on uh, the criminal punishment system. But this one here, you know, when pe people say tangibles, 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 what's more tangible than being able to get a loan and a mortgage for your house? With this $9 million settlement, $7.5 over five years, is going to go towards subsidizing home mortgages, improving and refinancing loans in majority black and Spanish-speaking communities in Jacksonville. They're going to hire a person that does nothing but service and oversee giving out those loans. In Jacksonville, Ameris has to open up a full-service branch in a majority black and Hispanic neighborhood. And as you heard the attorney general say, sure, everything's not perfect, but this is tangible. And this is, uh, they've got more than two dozen other active investigations to go with what we just saw in Jacksonville. And then Houston, Columbus, Ohio, Philly, Rhode Island, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Memphis, L.A. You know, this is, you know, everybody talking about tangibles needs to watch this clip again, needs to read this settlement again. There it is. Lauren? Uh, yeah, home ownership, obviously, as everybody knows, is uh, the way that wealth is built in the United States. Uh, this is the type of story that, of course, should get a lot more play, but uh, we do live in a media world where it's the type of story that requires some nuance and some deep thinking on policy and some deep analysis on policy. And for the most part, particularly broadcast media, is not up to that task. Um, and, uh, and, Greg, you make a great point about when you're talking about tangibles. I hear these people whining and complaining. I, uh, you know, this, this nutcase rapper, Waka Flocka, you know, came out with his <laughs> Trump endorsement. Uh, and all these other people, I was, looking at some mess I was looking at some Instagram pages and others, and these people are like, oh, that's right. You know, I'm black. I'm going to vote for Trump. And I'm like, do you have any idea what the hell y'all talking about? Uh, and it's a whole lot of this. Uh, and, you know, a lot of brothers I see making these comments as well. 
And then when you hit them, hit them with it. Like I had one brother who got mad. He was like, "Well, you know, you know." He goes, uh, 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 "Why aren't you pushing Cornell West? Vote, folks, vote for Cornell West." And I said, "Let me know when Dr. West is going to access to all 50 ballots in the country, all 50 states in the country, ballot access." And he's like, "Well, well, you should be trying to f- f- fight to make that happen." I said, "Man, let me explain something to you." The Republican Party is trying to put in federal judges who want to dismantle nearly everything that we've gotten uh, in this country. I said, if you think I'm about to sit here uh, and ignore that reality and be on on some other tangent, I said, you have truly lost your mind. Absolutely. And this, again, this is the disconnect, Roland. I mean, mean, again, you said it's over and over again. You know, we have to be involved, not just in mobilizing our communities, but organizing and building in our community so that this kind of foolishness can go by the boards. I mean, it's Howard's homecoming weekend. And, uh, you know, tomorrow they'll have their legendary yard fest on Howard's campus. And, you know, they haven't announced who the entertainers will be who are there. But the students are floating the idea that this rapper, Sexy Red, is going to be there. And I'm not going to be anywhere near that current circle. Well, she's trolling or not, talking about supporting Trump. People say, well, you know, she's making she's making some great points. She's making no points. It's pure bread ignorance. <laughs> How did it? You you written your house? What did you just hear Lauren say? I mean, uh, home ownership is the well, way to produce generational wealth. You want to talk about reparations? Let's be very tangible about it. If you have access to credit and capital so that you can buy a home, and nine hundred thousand dollars of this settlement is going to advertising, outreach, and consumer financial education, including how to build your credit, we know that the play the playing field is not level, and it may never be level. But just knowing those things. Being able to then get a mortgage and be able to then pass on something to the next generation so that you don't have to go from hand to mouth, from generation to generation to generation, it's not reparations in its true sense, but it is a leg up to beginning to get out of the hole. And it beats beats the hell out of listening to Waka Faka Flame or Sexy Red. Come on, y'all. I'm I'm glad Greg made that point there, uh, Lauren, uh, because uh, when, uh, when, when Dumb Red... Um, made her comment about, ooh, folks in the hood love Trump. We were getting those checks when Trump was there. First of all, you dumbass, (laughs) Democrats controlled the House. That's how it got passed in the House. It got passed in the Senate. Just like when I hear these dumbasses go, you know, Trump, he was letting black men out of jail. Again, the First Step Act was led by Democrats in the House. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Congressman Hakeem Jeffries, uh, the House Judiciary Committee, Congressman Sheila Jackson Lee, when it passed the House, and went to the Senate, it was Democrats, Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, and others who said, this ain't strong enough, including Republican Charles Grassley, who was chair of the yeah. Senate Judiciary Committee, and that's how it got strengthened before it goes to Trump. Now, Trump was a master taking credit for everything, like, for instance, holding up the checks, so his signature can go on every single one of those checks. But I want to show people again, to all these, these dumb people, who was sitting here going, yeah, let's get Trump back in so we can get some of those checks. Your ass ain't getting the checks, okay? COVID ain't, we, we're not operating in COVID. You ain't getting no stimulus checks again. So, sorry, suck it up, go to my iPad. This is the Axio store, and it shows that between 2019 through 2022, the median household of black folks uh, increased. Okay, you see this here? I want y'all to understand, okay, this is why y'all got to watch this show and stop watching these dumbass housewife shows and these other shows where you get no information and because y'all watching silly folks stuck on stupid. Story seen here says, the Federal Reserve's survey of consumer finances showed a sharp rise in wealth among black households. First of all, I hate us using even that phrase, wealth. No, having some money in your pocket, that is not wealth, okay? This is what it says. The 60% increase in medium net worth of black households between 2019 and 2022 suggests their financial well-being recovered far faster after the pandemic than it did after the Great Recession. Black households experienced the largest jump percentage-wise in median net worth of any racial group or ethnicity captured by the survey. Yes, but the median net worth of black households is the lowest among the groups included in the survey. Hmm. White households, median net worth is 285,000. Hispanics, median net worth is 61,600. Black people's median net worth, 45,000. Greg, guess what? Hmm. The median net worth of black folks from 2019 to 2022 is directly tied to stimulus checks. <laughs> so I can guarantee you when this comes out next year, ain't going to be the same because guess what? The, the pandemic check stopped, the PP loans, all of that, the billions that were spent during COVID. So frankly, anything between 2019 and 2022 for me is a complete aberration because that ain't coming back. But Roland, you are speaking as I hate to use the phrase, but I'm going to use it here because it's more appropriate to be used by you instead of these academics who really aren't. You, you, you're speaking as a public intellectual. In other words, you're a thinker who communicates to the masses of people in mass media so people we can break it down. But people are not going to do that. What Lauren and, and Reese said a minute ago, they're going to say, hmm, who was the president between 19 and 20? That was Trump. So all that money came from Trump. And then you're going to scream again, no, you're going to walk them through the math, walk them, and they, but it's still not going to register 
No, no, it had to be Trump. Trump was the president. Who was in control of the federal legislature? Who pushed that legislation? Through? No, I didn't. No, it was Trump. This is the stupidity. And then, of course, what the white nationalists understand and the Republican Party is they've got their base. We saw that in the first show, in the first story you covered. They're going to vote for, for Satan if he's got an R in front of his name. And then, in order to erode other potential voters, erode other bases, they say things like, well, you know, you had it better when we were in charge. So if you want to fix this, you want to fix this median income gap, if you want to fix this shrink, you need to vote for us. Put us back in office. Remember when Trump was there, you had it good. And people say, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. I got a stimulus tip. I'm going to vote for Trump because that or the Republicans, they will be the ones somehow to make this gap smaller when, in fact, they're the ones who, if they were in office, it would be much lower than 45,000. But again, it's not logic. It's not logic. It is simple mass media propaganda, yep. and it works effectively. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. And here's a perfect example, Lon. This is the last uh, point for you before I go to a break, uh, and that's it. All of these polls, it was a new poll that came out today, uh, saying Donald Trump, 20 points ahead of Biden on the economy. Republicans are better on the economy. Here are the actual facts. And this is where, again, God rest his soul, um, uh, if we had our dear brother, uh, Bill Spriggs, uh, we lost him earlier this year, breaking this thing down. Ball numbers don't lie. If you examine the last 50 years of, um, of America, matter of fact, you can go back the last 75, America has always improved economically under Democratic presidents than Republican presidents. But here's, to Greg's point, Lauren, how Republicans get over it. They tout tax cuts, tax cuts. That's going to spur the economy. When we know what happened with Trump's tax cuts, they were like, oh, no, they're going to reinvest that money in the worker. No, they didn't. The CEO said, no, we not. They said, we're going to do stock buybacks, which used to be illegal. And so they have created this notion that, oh, no, Republicans are business people. It's about business. And all these folks walking around here kissing the ass of the GOP, voting for business tax cuts, and them fools ain't seeing none of the money. Wages are not increasing. And so you've got these CEOs who literally are saying, I mean, look how many CEOs agree with a dude out of Australia who said, hey, unemployment too low. These workers, they get an attitude. They like, uh, like, we too special. That's what their thinking is. And so I don't understand why Democrats are trying to be so damn, you know, I don't want to sit here and really take credit. Damn that. Democrats need to watch that scene from Jungle Fever where Wesley Snipes was playing Flipper. And when he quit, he was talking about all of his architectural designs. He was like, see that? Mine, 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 mine. That's how you do it. They are losing messaging because they don't know how to take credit for shit they've done. Yeah, for whatever reason, the Democrats are not doing good in the polling when it comes to the economy. And nobody can completely figure out why that is. It's probably a messaging mistake of some type. What moves the needle, at least in Virginia's polling right now, is abortion uh, for the Democrats, moves favorably for the Democrats. But somehow the economy, for some reason, does not, whether that's the tax argument or, you know, bad messaging on the Democratic side, who knows? You would think that the child tax credit moment we just had would have been a big winner because people really felt that and it, re it reduced the poverty rate in a sizable, sizable way. 
It is interesting to watch the Republicans try to pursue this, you know, this Waka Flocka sexy red thing is an influencer strategy that assumes that mm -hmm. black people are stupid. That influence mm -hmm. strategy that assumes that black people are stupid when you just throw a rapper out there and the rapper says something, and I guess we're supposed to be stupid and go into the voting booth and do what the rapper says, that has proven not to work before because they tried it with Kanye West and it didn't work. So I'm not sure why they keep doing that. They're throwing rappers out there and rappers are talking. Nobody's in the voting booth, you know, thinking about what some rapper said when they're voting. They're, they're thinking about <laughs> their bread and butter issues in their personal life. So I'm not sure why they keep doing that. It assumes black people are stupid. It assumes black people just do what any other random black person tells them to do. Uh, there's no community out there that operates that way, and certainly not the black community. So it's interesting that we keep getting these rappers on social media. Here's my, whole, here's my last point on this here. Go to my iPad. I, I just pulled this up. This is from the POTUS Twitter account. Uh, and so this person named Mark sent an email that said, Mr. President, I'd like to thank you for your leadership and experience. I opened a new business in April of 2022, a small record shop. We are flourishing. Just want to say thank you. Our economy here at Lake of the Ozarks is booming, construction everywhere, and your infrastructure bill has helped evenly. Roads and bridges are being repaired and upgraded. Thank you again, Joe. Keep up the good work. We appreciate it, Mark. I'm sorry, can y'all tell me the last time either Vi President Biden or Vice President Kamala Harris took a trip to the Ozarks to take credit for this shit? Wow. Again, see, here's my whole deal. If I got this kind of email in June, I'm scheduling a presidential trip to Arkansas where that idiot Sarah Huckabee Sanders is the governor, and I would sit here and have, I would make a visit to Mark's record shop, and I would be having an event, and I'll be sitting here and saying, y'all see all this stuff being rebuilt? Exactly. I did it. That's right. I'd be like, holla at your boy. All this happened because of me, not these other fools. You have to take credit. You have to let all these Republicans who are sending out press releases going, hey, thank, thank goodness for that uh, rural broadband. The fools who all voted against it. Democrats should be sending people showing up at the ribbon cut and say, hey, 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 hey. Joe did that shit. Y'all didn't do that. <laughs> Y'all didn't do that. I'm telling you right now, if, if I did something and somebody took credit for what I did, I'm showing up wherever the hell they are. I'm sending people with signs and everything. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it, Joe. Again, <laughs> that, that's how you have to call people out and you have to drive it home through. Unfortunately, they don't do that. Makes no sense to me. Uh, but... Oh, well. But I guess, well, guess what? They, they better get on it, because you know what? Abortion ain't going to be the only issue people care about come next year. They had better get much better when it comes to the economy. All right, y'all got to go to the break. We come back. Uh, Sidney Powell, that crazy-ass Trump attorney. Guilty. Y'all notice there's a whole bunch of guilty folk around Trump. Plus, uh, we're going to talk with comedian George Wallace. He is in the house. Y'all get a shout out of George over in that bright-ass pink shirt, looking like a pot, looking like a pylon. Uh, what? No, I can't sit up. I got to host the show. Pumpkin spice shirt on. First of all, it's old gold. I'm an alpha. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Okay. It's old gold. Okay. You blind ass. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back. Rolling Martin Unfiltered right here on the Black Star Network. Hatred on the streets, a horrific scene. A white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. White people are losing their damn minds. There's an angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol. We're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time that people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage as a backlash. This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our women. This is white fear. America's Wealth Coach and host of Get Wealthy. Let me hit you with a few numbers. African Americans spend nine times the amount on ethnic beauty products and yet only own 1% of the beauty supply stores. It's an $18 billion industry. On the next Get Wealthy, you're going to learn and hear from a woman who's turning this obstacle into an opportunity. We literally take you from A to Z on all of the things step-by-step you need to have in place to open and run a very successful beauty supply store. That's right here with me, Deborah Owens, host of Get Wealthy, only on Black Star Network. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Latasha from the A. And you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. I'm 
James Freeman has been missing from Pflugerville, Texas. That's just outside of Austin, folks, since September 10th. The 16-year-old is 5 feet 11 inches tall, weighs 160 pounds, with black hair and brown eyes. He was last seen wearing light-colored jeans, a gray tank top, and black Nike Jordan tennis shoes. Anyone with information about Graham James Freeman is urged to call the Pflugerville, Texas Police Department at 512-990-6700, 512-990-6700. Yo, crazy-ass Donald Trump attorney, Sidney Powell. Remember, she's the one talking about all that trash, lying, oh, the election was stolen. She had all this data, her and that ragged-ass pillow man, Mike Lindell. Well, guess what? She got indicted by Fulton County DA Fonnie Willis, and her punk ass pled guilty today. They're supposed to have jury selection for a trial tomorrow, and that's why y'all see her little poor, look at her little raggedy behind. She pled guilty today, all misdemeanors, and she agreed to actually also uh, testify against everybody else. Uh-oh, her initial charges included violation of the Georgia Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organizations Act, conspiracy to commit election fraud, conspiracy to commit computer theft, conspiracy to commit uh, computer trespass, conspiracy to commit computer invasion of privacy, conspiracy to defraud the state. Uh, she uh, entered the plea j a day before jury selection was set to begin in her trial. She pled guilty again to six misdemeanors, accusing her of intentionally conspiring to interfere with the performance of election duties. Uh, here's exactly what happened today in court. Ms. Powell, I just have a few questions for you. Do you understand the nature of the charges that have been reaccused and that you would be pleading guilty to today? I do, sir. And you've heard all the rights that uh, the state has gone through that you would waive by going forward with this plea. Do you still wish to waive those rights? I do. And are you pleading guilty today because you agree that there is a sufficient factual basis, that there are enough facts that support this plea of guilty? I do. Mr. Rafferty, are you satisfied your client is competent in understanding that the plea is voluntary and that there is a sufficient factual basis for entering this plea? Yes, Your Honor. I agree and find that there is a sufficient factual basis, and I find this plea of guilty to be knowingly, voluntarily, and intelligently entered. Uh, there's been a request uh, that this sentence be entered under the First Offender Act, and the court will approve that request, withhold adjudication. Uh, but I must notify you, Ms. Powell, that you're not allowed to withdraw your plea simply because you do not comply with the terms of the sentence. And the terms of that sentence would be as recommended by the parties, uh, on count one, conspiracy to commit intentional interference with the performance of election duties, the sentence would be 12 months probation. And counts two through six would also be 12 months probation consecutive to each other and to count one uh, for a total term of essentially six years probation, but we're going to translate that into months for the sentence sheet. Special conditions would include a $6,000 fine with $1,000 for each count, restitution to be paid in the amount of $2,700 uh, to the Secretary, Georgia Secretary of State's office. Uh, you are uh, to have written a letter, uh, which you've already satisfied. You're also to provide a recorded proffer with the state, which you've already satisfied. You're to testify truthfully uh, against any and all co-defendants in this matter at any uh, upcoming proceedings. You are not to have any communication with any witness, any co-defendant or any member of the media concerning uh, the facts or circumstances of this case. And uh, you to provide all documents to the district attorney's office uh, as uh, requested and relevant to this case. Again, Ms. Young, I would ask uh, if you could provide 
the uh, state's recitation of the exact phrasing of these, and we'll make sure that's reflected in the final disposition form. Uh, in order to make this sentence consistent with uh, Mr. Hall, I, I do believe it would be uh, appropriate, and I'm willing to include the language uh, involving moral turpitude, uh, although that language being included on the sentence form may not ultimately have any effect on the um, entities responsible for actually determining that. Are there any other express conditions and special conditions, Ms. Young, that uh, you would like to see reflected on this sentence? I think you covered it, Your Honor. Okay. Uh, Mr. Rafferty, is there anything else that uh, you think needs to be on the record today? Ms. Young, uh, do you the state um, have an announcement regarding the indictment in this case? Uh, yes, Your Honor. The state will be entering an all-pros order on um, indictment number 23SC188947 as it applies to Ms. Powell. All right. Well, upon being provided a copy of that motion, uh, I will sign it and the charges in the indictment will be dismissed. All right. If there's uh, nothing else, then we will uh, conclude this and be off the record. Good luck, Ms. Powell. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Lauren, remember all the people who said, oh, Fonnie, what's wrong with her? She moving too fast. She ain't ready. You can't do this here. Uh, and they were like, okay, y'all want to get tried in October? Bring your ass. Now look what happened. She has testified against everybody. Sydney Powell is a huge, huge get. Uh, Fonnie looked like she know what she doing. Yeah, well, all the lying and the nonsense and the theatrics and Sydney Powell standing next to Rudy Giuliani lying and the, you know, the bloviating, all of it comes down to this moment. And I'll bet what probably caught up to her are the legal fees. Because when you're paying these attorneys uh, what you're paying these attorneys, you sure as heck don't want to be paying that fee. Because, of course, there's an extra fee when an attorney makes a court appearance, which was about to happen. And she, of course, is not doing the court appearance. I'm sure that that coincided with the first set of legal bills that showed up in front of her that she would have to pay for this. And at some point, I mean, you just have to start telling the truth. The lying, uh, there's typically no penalty for lying in our culture right now. But where there is a penalty for lying is a courtroom and a legal proceeding. And this is a great example of it. And it's going to be interesting to see what she told them with regard to Donald Trump, which I suspect at some point we're going to find out uh, under this prosecutor, Fannie Willis, very soon. I mean, look, that's the whole thing right there, Greg. You could sit there and talk all that trash on television, outside the White House. You can do all that stuff. Uh, it, it ain't no different than Trump sitting here trashing Tish James every single day, you know, and all this sort of stuff like that. And matter of fact, since we since we talking about, you know, these black female prosecutors, this is Tish uh, just yesterday responding to that racist Trump. I'm going to come to you, Greg. He's called me venomous. He's called me disgraceful. He's called me radical. He's called me a racist. And this is only week three. The reality is, is uh, that none of his behavior, which can best be described as performative, will change what's happening in the courtroom. The courtroom, as you know, uh, where we have submitted evidence, and the evidence is clear, and that is he inflated his statements of financial interests to enrich himself and his family. 
and nothing will change that. Not the attacks on me or anyone. At the end of the day, uh, we are here to seek justice, and we will seek justice. Um, and so um, I look forward uh, to seeing Mr. Trump again. I understand that he will be returning next week for Michael Cohen. Um, but we are here to enforce the law, and nothing will change that. No attacks, no words. I will not give in. I will not give up. I will only serve justice and enforce the law. Thank you. You right there, Greg, again. You talk all that shit outside the courtroom, <laughs> but when you walk in that courtroom and you start lying, it's called perjury. When you start making stuff up, it's called gas in trouble, guilty, and Sidney Powell, when she said, Judge, uh, you know what you're pleading to, right? Yeah, I do. You, you admitting, you yeah, I'm right. See, they, all that posturing, they sat there and they said, okay, these little sisters, they ain't gonna do nothing. Finally was like, okay, keep talking. And they kept talking. They kept going on Steve Bannon's show, Newsmax, Fox News. They kept lying everywhere. And every time they talked, they were like, you taking them notes? You taking them notes? <laughs> and they using everything against them. And now she got talked. Now she has to testify against everybody. You know the rest of the class like, oh, hell, let me get in. And y'all, don't be like Michael Vick. Don't be the last one to get your plea bargain in. Come on now. That's right. Come on. Come on, Roland. Don't be the last one. First of all, before I say anything else, uh, all you young people out here who are wondering what difference a historically black college or university makes, you're looking at two graduates of HBCUs in Fannie Willis, who went to Howard University undergrad, and a proud graduate of Howard University School of Law, and, of course, uh, our sister in New York, who you just heard say, once you come in the courtroom, it's going to be a little different. So when you understand, when you hear Tish James say that, that, as you said, Roland, that is the theme. You know, law is malleable. If you're in the federal legislature, in the Congress, then, yeah, you can ignore a congressional subpoena. You can say that Joe Biden isn't the president. You can be Gymnasium Jordan. But in a court of law, the rule of law is unavoidable. And, and you're right. Everybody got all that bass in their voice. Everybody screaming in a loudspeaker. And then Sydney, oh, pal, oh, you're in court now. Real meek. Yes, yes, you are. Yes, Donald Trump took all that smack outside the courtroom. He ain't in the courtroom saying, she's a racist with you because you ain't trying to get bound up in them handcuffs. Because guess what? You know, them working class people, those bailiffs and stuff, or oh, they'd be very happy to <coughs> put that stick on you. You understand? And then finally, it comes down to this. I mean, and Lauren, you said it beautifully. I mean, it's costing her money. See, Sidney Powell ain't even got up to the federal election subversion case with Jack Smith. Uh-oh, who's on the bench? Oh, these black women up on this bench. Lord, they can't practice law because they're trying to snatch that law degree, that law license. Can't, can't practice law, Roland. And, of course, the money ball, emphasis being on money, are those defamation lawsuits that those voting tech companies have against her. Now, I don't know if your billionaire friends are going to bail you out. They won't. Minions, smart man. And, brother, what's worse? We face jail often as people of African descent in this country. But guess what? When you are white that's broke after talking all that smack, Cindy Powell's worst days in court are ahead of her, not behind her. Hey, Mike Lindell, he already said he broke. <laughs> no question. He broke. He ain't selling as mid... Uh, he, he ain't not, not selling as many of them lumpy-ass pillows. Uh, did did, did y'all see the deposition when one of the attorneys... Um, 
uh, said he had a lumpy ass pillow, uh, pillow, and that fool just lost his mind. I mean, he just he started yelling and cussing and acting a fool in the deposition. I thought that was funny as hell myself. So I am getting, I, I, I'm getting a, a huge enjoyment out of first of all watching these white people go broke. Because I told y'all, we warned y'all, hashtag we tried to tell you, don't mess around with that fool. He stiffs everybody. That fool owes Rudy Giuliani $3 million. Do you think for a second I would have been out there defending that fool and he owes me some money? Hell no. Uh-uh. <laughs> I would have been like, cash app. Hit me on Venmo <laughs> or Zelle. Direct deposit. But that's what they do. See, they sit here and they mess around with these fools and... That's what uh, they uh, they do. That's what they do. Matter of fact, you know what? Since we're here, let me just, I found a video here. Uh, this is Mike Lindell crying because his attorneys <laughs> dropped him. I just find a look. I'm about to talk to George next. So, you know, I got to have some, uh, some uh, comedy leading into talking to George. Watch this. Ten minutes ago, um, all the... Pillow almost in tears. Lawyers we have for my pillow and... Uh, Myself in the lawsuits with the lawfare with Dominion and Smartmatic, they uh, just filed in federal court that uh, to drop uh, to drop us as our attorneys, and um, and this comes from uh, the lawfare basically and from the media. The attacks on my pillow, what American Express did, uh, <laughs> to take just devastating our credit, and we I we have to. I, can't pay the lawyers. We can't pay. There's no money left to pay them. This is really a tragic tale. Now, it's completely self-inflicted. You don't have to feel bad for the guy, but it is a tragic tale in the sense that he does have an employee-owned company. I mean, listen, it's like he owns most of it, but it's it's he has a company with employees in the United States that provide jobs that I think are at least okay. And imagine being one of those employees and you don't have 200 million bucks or whatever amount Mike Pillow has. And all of a sudden your boss loses it. It's in a way like if you're just calmly working at Twitter and in comes the wrecking ball of Elon Musk. And next thing you know, you're out of a job and the company's imploding. Yeah. What's that? Remember that brother with a white, with a racist white woman came to the hotel? He's like, it's above me now. <laughs> it's above me now. Yeah. I don't give a damn if he go broke. The man, did, did he, did he used to be on crack? Oh my God. I don't know. Did he? Yeah, Mike Lindell used to be on crack. He might need to go back. To, he might need to go sell us some crack to pay his legal bills. <laughs> legal bills. <laughs> Shit, the, the, wait a minute. The drug boys always pay the attorneys up front. No question. Mike? No question. Mike, get the slanging. Get the slanging them rocks, Mike. The problem is, people think he's been using them. <laughs> right, right. All and right. You can smoke some of the stuffing in them pillows. Man. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. All right, y'all, gotta go to break uh, when we come back. George Wallace is in the house. You see his ass over there reclining. George act like he at his damn house. No, take a wide shot. Look at all that shit he got. He got a backpack. He got another bag. He got water, a pad. He took, look, he took and his damn mask. shoes off. And I put he, my mask on. I don't trust you. He done you. brought his own candles in here. I mean, George really think he at his, at his hotel room or something. All right, y'all. We come back. We're talking to George Wallace. And I got to get George's take on that sister, uh, she probably from Atlanta. Remember the one who got mad when the dude took her to cheesecake and she was like, 
Uh-uh. You don't take me to Cheesecake? Oh, I got to get his take on that one. All right, y'all. You're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered right here on the Black Star Network, a place where we do not sleep on hard-ass, lumpy Mike Lindell, my pillow. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh, my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. <laughs> Back in a moment. Peace, I'm Faraji Muhammad, host of The Culture. And brothers, we need to talk. There's been much discussion about the state of the black man in our community, whether it's in politics, education, or in the home. My brothers, we are struggling to lead the way, which is why The Culture will be hosting the Black Men Summit, where we'll be redefining and celebrating black manhood. This special series will kick off on the 28th anniversary of the historic Million Man March on Monday, October the 6th at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll be talking to some of Black America's most prolific, dynamic, thought-provoking Black men activists, scholars, and leaders about our role, our power, and our future. So tune in and join the conversation as an online culture crew member for the Culture's Black Men Summit, redefining and celebrating Black manhood. Starting Monday, October 16th through Friday, October 20th, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, each day, right here, exclusively here on the Black Star Network. Pull up a chair, take your seat, the Black with me, Dr. Greg Carr, here on the Black Star Network. Every week, we'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in. Join the conversation only on the Black Star Network. I'm Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach and host of Get Wealthy. Let me hit you with a few numbers. African Americans spend nine times the amount on ethnic beauty products and yet only own 1% of the beauty supply stores. It's an $18 billion industry 
on the next Get Wealthy, you're gonna learn and hear from a woman who's turning this obstacle into an opportunity. We literally take you from A to Z on all of the things step-by-step you need to have in place to open and run a very successful beauty supply store. That's right here with me, Deborah Owens, host of Get Wealthy, only on Black Star Network. Hello, I'm Jamia Pugh. I am from Coatesville, Pennsylvania, just an hour right outside of Philadelphia. My name is Jasmine Pugh. I'm also from Coatesville, Pennsylvania. You are watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Stay right here. We got family, homeboys, and beautiful girls. Sexy swimwear, what a beautiful world. Texas for me. Oh, it's Texas for me. Yeah. I just got a text saying bring ice liquor and some beer. It's always that one person that needs something when you're almost there. I'ma play my part, so I'm turning back around. I saw a sexy All right, y'all, welcome back. Rolling Martin on the filter here on the Black Star Network. Matter of fact, y'all, hold on. Since George mentioned, when I, before I sat down, George mentioned, but so y'all know George is a huge Atlanta Braves fan. And so uh, the Braves, they lost uh, in the first round. Uh, won all them damn games, didn't do a damn thing in the playoffs. So, stop it. So, George, I, I'm always prepared, George. So, you know. Stop it. So, you know, I, I don't mean to have to embarrass you with, you know, my Astros You stuff. need that on your head you know, when I bust you upside I'm your just head. Saying, just, you need it on. And just in case, you all, so in case you get a little cold, I got an Astros uh, Afghan for you. They're going to need that to wrap your ass up in when they lower you in the ground. When I bust you upside your head, you get on my nerves. Now, don't bring up the Atlanta Braves. Oh, don't bring the Braves up. Don't bring up the Falcons either. Don't be- <laughs> you know we got to change the name of Mercedes-Benz Stadium to Chick-fil-A Stadium, right? <laughs> but the Falcons, because they both closed on Sunday. The Falcons and Chick-fil-A. Ah! Yeah. Oh, man. Roland, this is so good. I don't know about what I can say. You have been doing, doing such a wonderful job with the news tonight that I'm so impressed, and I'm sitting here like, this is amazing, you gotta, uh, it was so nice that I saw you earlier and I brought my, I stole this from the hotel. Yeah, I know, uh, and man, but, but, but where are your candles? I mean, a real comedian, Denell Rollins, he got his own black, black ash candles. <laughs> <laughs> black, I, that's another thing, my hotel I'm staying in, they ain't got no lotion. Damn, like, your hat! Oh. <laughs> Let me be right back. Yeah, I got yeah, no y'all lotion. know we do ash checks, I didn't say ass, we ash. do ash checks. I got no lotion. You know when you stay at a hotel, you got to have some lotion. No, you can't, George, you what? can't use that raggedy-ass hotel lotion. Wait a second, my hotel is $500 a night. Well, they still got that watery damn lotion. And they ain't got no, they got no lotion. That's what I'm complaining about. They, they got, got no lotion. lotion? They got no, and they got no tissue. There's something going on in Washington, D.C. Hey, man, this weekend. listen. This is ter- terrible. Listen, I keep. Take that blanket and put it over your head. Listen, this is a black show. Yes, but we have black guests. Why you got on a cowboy hat then? Uh, cause it's my show. I own it. So we got a black show. Black. First of all, they not paying. So let me take their ta- label off. Um, what you so got there? Is this is a bla- this is a black show. Yes. So we keep lotion on the set. 
That makes sense. Because, you know, because, like, right now, your hands, you, your hands are like my daddy's hands. My dad, man, I listen. I might be your daddy. No, you're not my daddy, no. No, because my dad looks just like me. Listen, my oh, dad. Oh, hell no, I ain't my... your daddy. And nobody, <laughs> your daddy is exactly I'll guarantee you, good looking man. God put two other people man. on the man, I'm going to pull up in a minute. Let me tell you something. Man, my dad, I, that, I was like, I, I cannot stand Ash. If y'all see the interview I did with Glenn Turner. I cannot stand ugly. I can't, huh? You know what the hell I said? You can't stand ash, I can't stand ugly. Oh, you must have had a rough life looking in the mirror. So, um, so, so my, my parents were this. <laughs> you know, you know I love, I love when I'm getting hit. I'm just one usually doing the talking. Well, you used to Jay Anthony Brown yeah, keep hit going, you. Keep going, yeah. So my dad, my, my, I was about to go somewhere, my dad said, son, where you going? I go, which I was like, man, not with the ankles and the knees, you not. I said, uh-uh, you got to put some lotion on. <laughs> so we can't. He's every. He's your daddy said that. Now you know I, your daddy. I told him that your daddy didn't have lotion. You where you come from? You from the country? Right? Y'all had lard. Y'all no, put no, lard. No, no, I'm from I'm from Houston. I'm from Houston. That's the country. You don't get any no, country no, no, than, no. than Houston. No, no, I'm I'm from the city. Damn it. Oh man, everybody from Texas thinks you're from the city. No, from, I'm from the city. You from one here, of those wards? Yeah, yo, since your hotel ain't got no lotion here, they got that almond oil in it too. What is this right here? That's, too? Uh, has, that, hey, they not paying, so I ain't gonna say their name. Okay. But that's uh, some good damn lotion. It's clear. It's one of those things you buy at the store. That's a, it, what it's thick too. Look, that's right. It's, it's thick. Well, one thing when you stay in a hotel, we do need our lotion. Oh hell yeah, we don't yeah, play. Right? Hey, we don't. And you know, you know what happened too when we stay in a hotel. Supposed to be a really a really good hotel where they got good lotion and good soap. Do you do what I do when they had that cart that's, that's in the hallway? That's what I do for Christmas. That's and, I... and then when homegirl duck into the room. I just grabbed one of them bags and just like grabbed like eight, Rolling. ten bottles. I did that joke 30 years ago. I steal the towels too. I went to a wedding. I stayed at the Hilton. The towels with the H on them, that was their wedding gift. That's his, that's hers. <laughs> and then, say, I, I did that joke. I'm older than you. I did that joke many uh -huh, years ago. Uh -huh. It ain't no joke. I take the, if they I got some too. damn good lotion, yeah. I'll be looking for that cart. What is that? Uh, uh, Evelyn, Crabtree, and Evelyn, Evil and stuff like that. Every day, like I said, a five-star hotel. Right. And at Christmas time, that's how I make my Christmas baskets. I get all the soap, I get all the lotions, I do all that stuff. And people appreciate, the ladies appreciate that. Yeah, but also, they got also, but in, in, in the good hotels, uh, they got like the scrub uh, things they, in there. They, you, you don't take the scrub and thing too. You probably still taking the. No, towel, you put you? that in the kit. Well, that's true too. You put it all in the kit. Some, they got candles. How do you think I brought these candles down here? <laughs> I steal everything. They got spray, air spray. That's when you paint. Right. Like I, the new thing now, they have the little, uh, the little uh, spray, spray. When they want to put on the pillow. On the pillow, yeah. That's right. So I, I That's like. That's what you have to put on your mypillow.com. You have to spray that on there. <laughs> it's still going to be lumpy. Uh -huh. It's going to be a good smelling lumpy ass pillow. Mypillow.com.jl. <laughs> He's gone. He's broke, huh? Did you oh, see him crying? Oh, they go, yeah. Laura's left me, and American Express, he used to have a, a million dollar credit line. On his car, they dropped it to a hundred thousand. Oh my goodness! Good, I like it. I say drop it to ten thousand. I like whatever. I don't mind I any, anybody do tied to Trump. I want them to go broke. I want to do the same thing to Trump. That's why I'm in D.C. right now. Why are you come, in D.C.? I come in to, I, to see to see the. Uh, well, I didn't come in. This, five white people. Look I don't at you. Like. The ash gone. Five white people I don't like. Man, let me finish this joke. <laughs> <laughs> you supposed to ask me who are the five white people. You don't I'm like? sorry. Who are the five white people? Donald Trump, I'm from Georgia. What's that lady named Marjorie Taylor Greene? Marjorie Taylor Greene. Jim Jordan can't stand his ass. Oh, I, oh. I, That's three white people. Right. Judge Clarence Thomas. <laughs> I used to be a Herschel Walker, but I changed it to Tim Scott. You know why I don't like <laughs> Tim Scott? Why? Anytime you have an opportunity, look at my skin. Right. If I have an opportunity to vote for a Supreme Court justice that's black, what am I supposed to do? I don't give a damn what anybody says. Am I going to do what? I'm voting for this lady. So you voted for Clarence? 
Oh, God, Lord. I thought, actually, he didn't, Tim Scott didn't vote for Right, right. And I thought that's the worst thing could ever happen for a man in Congress. He's a senator, too, isn't he? And she was eminently qualified. So it's not like Clarence wasn't qualified. No, no, he wasn't. But he was from Georgia. I thought he was going to change. And in fact, listen to him. Andrew Young told me this story. They had a reception. Andrew Young said they had a get-together. And Clarence was drinking. They were all talking. They had a good time. They all thought, all right, this brother... This brother's gonna be. He's gonna be all right. That's what they thought. That's what I thought. That's literally because what he's from Georgia. Thought. He knows that he's taking advantages of all the program. He's a black man. He's gonna change. Don't worry about it. Didn't do a damn thing. Matter of fact, the color of his robe should be white. <laughs> and they should give him his cap. They should give him a cap. You know what has he done for the black community? Tell the truth. Not I, a damn thing. Well, I guess he's been getting free airplane rides and and, and wine. He's all the white billionaires. Hey, so that's uh, that he's been used. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, look, they done bought, him, bought them one. Hey, just, I, he made me so mad, I said, hate, I hate all the Thomases. He for sale. I, I, he's for sale. How, okay, so... All the Thomas, 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 and whatever Thomas Edison. I don't like Thomas Edison, Thomas Jefferson. I don't give a damn Thomas, <laughs> Thomas, Thomas English muffin. Get rid of all the Thomases. I'll I go off on them. I'll go off on them. If there was a number for you to turn your back on black people... Ain't no number. Well, Klan's got a number. Well, well... He's stupid. <laughs> he did it. But there's no number for me. I love black people. I'll do anything I can for black people because we deserve it. The hardest we work and what we do mm. and how we're treated and the racism. And, you know, I'm from Georgia. I've seen racism. I rode the back of the bus, Roland. Really? You're not old enough to know about that. I uh, rode the back no, of the I'm bus not. in Georgia. No, I'm not. And I rode it. And, when, and it happened then when they had segregation. Then I rode the front of the bus. I was in the front of the bus. And a white lady came up and said, would you please let me sit? And my punk ass got up. When I was the only black man on the bus, right? My punk ass got up and let the lady sit down. I'll never forget that. Never do it again. <laughs> they could have whooped my ass on the bus. I was the only one. <laughs> I was on Peachtree Street in Atlanta. And you got a... Have you been to Atlanta lately? Yeah, I'll be there, I'll be there on Friday. You never tomorrow. seen no peach trees. First of all, you got too many damn peach trees. But, I mean, what happened? They ran out damn names and name stuff? Listen, we used to have peach trees everywhere. That's why it was peach tree. That's why it's called a peach state. Yeah, I know. I get the peach state stuff, but damn, you can't have 30 peach trees. What we do. And it's peach street, peach street, lane, street, peach street road, peach lane, peach lane, road, boulevard, boulevard N-E-S-E-N-W. Yeah, we got them all in Atlanta. So good. Maybe it's because... And, and ain't no peaches anywhere to eat. That's what I just said. I There's ain't no never peach had a peach... With all time I've been in Georgia. I ain't never had nobody out talk me. Well, it is my show. <laughs> you stupid. You know, you know, stupid is a compliment these days, you know, so when somebody says you're stupid, yeah, yeah. But that's my, well, see, Atlanta, they call it the A now. The A. Yeah, that means, because I teach people all over America right now, if you ever wanted to travel, all young people should travel, right? And I'm teaching them, if you ever want to go to Africa, and I'm people that are watching me right now, if you ever want to go to Africa, you call Delta Airlines. <laughs> and they're gonna fly you to Atlanta. <laughs> so Atlanta is. You won't know the difference. So now it used to be Hot Atlanta. But now it's Atlanta. Then it used to be the ATL. Yeah, now it's the A. Now it's the A. Yeah, it's the movie making capital of the world, too. Did you know that? Yeah, no. Like, like the movie uh, Wakanda. Right. A few years back, they wanted to make that movie you in mean Africa. Black Panther. Black Panther. They wanted to make that right. in Africa. And they actually went over to Africa to make the movie. Right. But when they got over there, they didn't have enough black people. <laughs> So they had to call Delta <laughs> and fly them right back to Atlanta. And stop by Tyler Perry Studio. <laughs> All over. They got a second Atlanta called Co College Park. And they ain't got no college. 
<laughs> and they ain't got no park. But that's my hometown. Well, they okay? got college there. I'll, I'll be at the Clark Atlanta uh, homecoming on Saturday. That, that's going to be wonderful. You know, I'm born and raised in Atlanta, and I'm, I've never been on the, uh, um, the campus, Clark Atlanta campus, Morehouse. I have got to go and do the that. How you been doing? Well, I don't know. I drive by all the time, and I just look at the stadium, and I just, I, I need to go over there and visit those people. I should have gone to college there. Yeah, just honest. pull over and walk, walk around. They'll probably lock me up. George Wallace, what you doing over here on this campus? You know, they, you can't old people just be walking on yes, campus. Yes, you can. Well, I'm going to do that. George, you got to act like a VIP. Yeah, I'll do that. I, I do it all the time. So I'm going to tell them, I know. I just show the hell up. You hey, are. I'm going to do my show from here this evening. They somebody, go, cool. You know, somebody gonna beat your ass one day. <laughs> I don't know whether it's in Houston or where it is talking people like you do. Somebody gonna beat your hey, ass man, down. Hey, 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 they're not gonna know you rolling. Everybody don't know you rolling. George, yes they do. It's just like Tim Scott talking about there's no racism. Somebody gonna beat his ass no, down George, one day. George, George, I am the mayor of black America. What you How old were you when your mind just <laughs> got up and walked away from your ass? What is wrong with you? George, I'm telling you. People, your people, that your employees are now laughing at you. No, they laugh because they not. Listen, we did a show in Dallas for Congressman, Congressman mm -hmm. now Congressman Jasmine Crockett. Okay. And so we were going to Houston. Oh, is she good or what? Oh, yeah. She, oh, my God. She, she's she good or what? earlier. Come on. Really? She, she's on the show earlier. Oh, my God. So is she good? We're going. I was like, you know what? We're going to do the show from Prairie View. I, mean, I called, picked up, said, hey, this is Roland Martin. I'm coming through. I'm gonna do the show from the campus. All right, Mr. Martin, ain't no problem. We'll have you right over here. Did it right there from the middle of the campus. That's really great. Come I'm, on, Doc. I'm proud of you. So, George, yes. it ain't hard for you to stop by Clark Atlanta. I just and walk said around. I'm gonna do it. Well, do it. Well, I'm gonna do it. I mean, come okay, on, Okay, we do it then. My mama said, cut. Okay, Damn. you know what that means, huh? 78 years old. I'm not you... 78, I'm 77. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta ask you this here, and I, I think this woman from Atlanta. So this, this thing went real viral. It went viral. I want to see it because I've been working. I've been traveling, flying overnight, and I'm tired, and I want to see what happens. So oh, yeah, went viral. You got, right, because you went to your hotel. Let me take no, these glasses off, no too, so I can... Oh, shit. You ain't lying, because you're blind as hell. Put they, my glasses you, back you, on. You Johnny Gill sitting here with them shades hey, on. Hey, hey, Johnny Gill's a friend of mine. Shut the hell up, okay? I know. I guarantee you, Johnny got some shades on right now. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you. You are... Something wrong with you. If I FaceTime Johnny right now, I guarantee you got some shades on. And that old ass sweater you got on 1906, that's when it was made, too. Go hey, ahead. Hey, hey, Alpha, nah. Go ahead. You with your Barbie shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Would you go ahead with the All right, what are we So here's about? the deal. Cheesecake Factory. I have never met anybody talk more than me. It I swear. It. I get paid to talk. The Cheesecake Factory has been You get trendy. paid to talk shit. We talking. <laughs> 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 I love, I got to come back on this show and be with you because you can call it one Freaky Friday show or something like that, okay? No, actually, we, we, we used to do a thing called, it was called Wilding Out Wednesdays. Yeah. And I had the comedians on. Yeah, and I did it with you several times. Yeah, when so you did we did it because y'all normally work in Thursday through Sunday. That's right. There you go. Let's do All that right. again. So you got to come back for Wilding Out Wednesday. All right, so here's the Cheesecake Factory has been trending for a week. First of all, that's a lie. It ain't no factory. You ever been there? Life is a lie. A Cheesecake Factory, it ain't, it's a restaurant, okay? And technically, it's not a cake. It's a pie. It's a pie. See, I, I studied this stuff, and technically, there's more cheese in it than there is... There's more sugar in it than there is cheese, okay, so it, it should be called a sugar pie. Anything wrong with the word the? <laughs> she should have broke, broke down everything else. Cheesecake and factory. Yeah. 
All factories are alive. The Burlington Coke Factory. When the last time somebody bought a Coke from the Burlington? Only thing is the laugh factory. You do get laughs at the yeah. laugh factory. Your ass needs some gloves or a scarf. Damn it, you know you can go to Burlington Coke Factory. Ain't no coats and no coats in the. They even took coats off the name. But you can get, but you can get some gloves and scarf. Would you go to the clip, please? They three ninety nine. There's something wrong. All with right, you. so here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here with Roland Martin. My name is Dr. George Wallace, and I just love laughing. And I thank God for being here in Washington D.C. because I want to be president of the United States one day, and I want to do things like people. That that are walking and texting, I think you should be able to just knock the hell out of them when they just walk across the street, to knock the hell, some things I want to do. And no more, let me get a joke in. No more support dogs either. I'm not talking about service dogs. Okay. Support dogs, people I was at the, uh, What's the difference? What, uh, <laughs> <laughs> support dogs are just people that are emotional. And what oh. is stress, I was at the Olive Garden yesterday, a lady had a support dog, big ass dog. What is stressing your ass out? You can't handle these breadsticks down here? What the hell, is just the salad bowl going around, you know? We don't need these big-ass dogs. I'm sitting there trying to eat my lasagna, and the, and the dog at the next table licking himself. I don't need to see no shit like that while I'm... Go ahead. I, 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 I agree. No cuss on the show, damn it. All right. Plus, I want to be a preacher, too. I want to make me some real money, like you're, Joel Osteen down there. You going to be the cussing preacher? Let me tell you something. Why do preachers lie so much? Did you know that was a preacher? We got a preacher in Atlanta. His name is associated with money called Kepio Dollar. Uh, then we yeah. got another guy. We got another guy... Um, he said, just to do planters, he said the Lord told him he needed a new jet. Remember that? Right. And he already has two. Right. The Lord ain't telling him, that's bullshit. He's just making up stuff. Why wouldn't they lie? Not li let, let alone on Sundays when they walk up in the pulpit. But, but Jesse is from Louisiana. I don't give a... And he got the biggest house in the state of Texas. <laughs> and he's bragging about it. I'm sick and tired of these. I love preachers, but they got more money than anybody, and they don't give back. We right. got a guy to come on, another guy from Taylor. Kenneth, I think it's something in the water in Kenneth, Texas. Kenneth Copeland. Ken That's Copeland, he's about. the richest one. No, I'm talking about uh, Pop-Off, the one with the water, the, the, the prayer water that, that he puts on people and his water out of the tap. Uh, oh, the, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. He used to always see him on BET. But they make, they prey on black people. It's oh, always are? black people in those audiences. Oh, yeah, you I ever know. see that? Benny Hinn, I was talking to him one day, and I said, what happened to that lady? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He healed a lady. George, my brother. Listen, <laughs> he healed a lady in a wheelchair. And I said, oh, my God, I saw you when you touched that lady. And she got up out of a wheelchair. And I said, I never heard of her. What happened to her? He says, oh, we had to let her go. Because <laughs> she was actually on staff. She was on staff, yeah. She was on staff. Yeah, yeah, so it's crazy. Now, how do we start talking about preaching? Did we All right, the, now we're talking about cheesecake. Let's get All to right. the cheesecake. So, George, I want you to see, you have not seen this video. I have not seen this video. I need you to give us your... Analysis. Expert analysis yes, sir. on this ignorant-ass woman. Press play. You don't know what the lady ignorant Trust me. Is. Watch. Where's the camera? Where am I supposed to watch? Come on, press play. I be damn. See? I can't hear it. See, I be... See, what did the lady do? Somebody call and let me know what did the lady do at the Cheesecake Factory. Mm -hmm. She's probably from Texas. All right, listen. What are we doing? Factory, What's the problem with that? This is a chain restaurant. Who takes someone that looks like this to a chain restaurant? You want to talk about it? I'm, I'm fine talking about it. You want to in front of them? Oh, yeah, I want to talk about it. Yeah. Come on, get it. Oh, Nina, come on. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. So, yes, let's talk about it. Let's talk you, about it. So you expect a man to go all out on the first date. Is that right? I mean, you're supposed to. Look at, I mean, 
when you take out a beautiful woman <laughs> and you're courting her because I, I get courted so you're courting her right you're supposed to take care of her you're supposed to cover her you're supposed to protect her cherish her treat her well right yeah and, and I, to do. I agree I, I went into this state as I expect uh, with the expectations for myself to keep you safe you know, mm -hmm. to respect you, mm -hmm. uh, to pay for your food, of course, pick you up, of course, mm -hmm. and just treat you like a grandma, which I believe I have done. I mean, you, yeah, and, you've been pretty nice, but I mean, and then cheesecake I, on the other hand, have certain expectations for a girl I go out with on a first date. All right, George, let me tell you something. First of all, number one, let's start off. You ain't that damn beautiful, okay? That's number one. You're ugly, you heifer. Let me tell you something. Somebody's supposed to take her. She got it. She's going to the Cheesecake Factory. I go to, I'm a millionaire. I go to the Cheesecake Factory. Ain't nothing wrong with going to the, We need to take her ass to Checkers. That's what she used to go into a drive-thru. What the hell she know about going to Cheesecake Factory? Take your punk ass in there and eat the cheesecake and whatever they got. Your ass don't deserve to be there. That guy was trying to be nice to you. If you're going to Cheesecake Factory, next time he'll take you to a better place. He don't know you that well. But guess what? What? He was going to take her to a better place, but her ass was an hour late coming downstairs. She didn't tell that part, did she? No, they played it later. They, they played then it later. Then she's like, oh, you taking me home? Hell yeah, I'm taking your ass home. Take her ass back home. Don't even take her home. Drop her ass. Get out the car. Get out the car, ho. Help her. I never said that before. I'm so mad at that clip, you know, because this lady going to take me to the Cheesecake Factory. Who the hell are you? Your ass probably ain't never been to a better place than the Cheesecake Factory. She ain't, she can't go to the Capitol Grill. She won't even know how to use the pork or eat the damn steak with her punk ass. That pisses me off. Somebody take you, just go. It could, that could have been the nicest guy in the world. He was. Yeah, right? That is so stupid of but her. But then what get me is, do, do we find she out who she is? her phone and go talk to her girls. He, he took me, you to, the cheese, me? to the Cheesecake Factory. Your ass don't belong in no Cheesecake Factory. You need to take your ass down to the Waffle House and sit down and get some grits and... <laughs> what y'all laughing at? <laughs> the hell they laughing at going to get some cheese? What, let, let me ask you a question. What do you think of this? <laughs> oh, my God. I, you know, I'm so angry. The I B, like Cheesecake the Factory. The B word almost came out of my mouth. Give me the orange chicken, extra sauce, white rice. Give me some uh, 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 chicken piccata and... Uh, uh, and, and the carrot cake. And they got an 85-page menu. It's something on there your ass like. And it ain't cheap either. No. So she need to shut her punk ass up. Find out who she is. We need to take her out to dinner. Take her ass to Crystal or White Castle so she can get some real beef. <laughs> and you're right, Shane. What the hell are they laughing at in the studio? They're laughing at you. For what? I didn't say nothing. This lady done pissed me off. Find out what she is. She got to be from Houston, Texas. That's what all this. No, she's from Atlanta. She's <laughs> she from Houston. She's from Atlanta. No, Atlanta people know better, but they know how to appreciate whatever. Let me tell you something about country people. We country people know how to appreciate anything. <laughs> if a person takes you out to dinner, you go and you say, thank you so much. You can talk about it later. Can you be, she can give what a girlfriend. Can you believe he took me to the Cheesecake Factory? But don't do it first and keep your ass in the car. Stay your ass in the car. Open the door. Get the fuck out. <laughs> get the... Yeah, I know, hey, all of my preacher friends out there sometimes, okay, let's use this. I don't cuss, I want to use my, there's a guy in Atlanta that, that's voting for Trump, Walker Flocker, like, get, put that Walker Flocker out of your car. <laughs> get that Walker Flocker, get up out of my car and walk home, you ugly Walker Flocker. <laughs> Can you believe she gonna get the man, he, he taking me to the Cheesecake Factory. She ain't never been in there because there's some good food in there, am I right? I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. If she don't want to go to the Cheesecake Factory, she don't want to go to P.F. Chang's. She don't want to go to P.F. Chang's. She don't want to go to... Uh, there's so many great restaurants. And she literally said, he's taking me to a chain restaurant? 
for Popeyes a chain restaurant. And I just mentioned the Capitol Grill. She don't know what that is. She had no idea. Hell no, right? You take she, no you ain't idea. taking me to a grill. <laughs> <laughs> you take me to a cookout. Yeah, to a cookout, yeah. <laughs> All right, when I go to a quick break, we come back. Find uh, out who that lady is so we can talk about her ass and put it in the paper. Wherever she, I hope she is from Atlanta. <laughs> so I can go over to her house and knock on the door and just go, are you stupid? <laughs> now, here's your doggy bag. Yeah. For Cheesecake Factory. For Cheesecake Factory, yeah. <laughs> we gonna come back. Greg, Lauren, uh, they got uh, questions uh, for George. Uh, folks, we're talking to George Wallace. He's here in D.C. Where you performing? I'm at the D.C. at the coming at the uh, D.C. Improv with my friends right there. Not only me, George but Sylvia Traymore. Improv. Uh, and he with two people I ain't never seen before. You are uh, lying. You know those people that said you're talking first black lady and getting no respect, first black lady on Saturday Night Live, and that's Chris Paul. You used to be on the Tom Jordan Morning Show. And this is Howard's homecoming weekend. People got nothing to do, and they're coming in from all over the world. It is crazy here in D.C. And by the way, the city is beautiful. 30 years ago, this was a, uh, what did Trump call a shithole? Yeah, we But call. now this city is, the DMV is beautiful, people. Can Come I, back and Can visit. I go to a break, please? Shut up while I'm talking. Can I go to, can I go to a break? Go ahead. I'll be right back. My Hatred on the streets, a horrific scene, a white nationalist rally that descended into deadly violence. White people are losing their damn minds. An angry pro-Trump mob storms the U.S. Capitol. We're about to see the rise of what I call white minority resistance. We have seen white folks in this country who simply cannot tolerate black folks voting. I think what we're seeing is the inevitable result of violent denial. This is part of American history. Every time that people of color have made progress, whether real or symbolic, there has been what Carol Anderson at Emory University calls white rage as a backlash. This is the rise of the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys. America, there's going to be more of this. Here's all the Proud Boys, guys. This country is getting increasingly racist in its behaviors and its attitudes because of the fear of white people. The fear that they're taking our jobs, they're taking our resources, they're taking our women. This is white fear. chair take your seat the black tape with me dr greg carr here on the black star network every week we'll take a deeper dive into the world we're living in join the conversation only on the black star network Marissa Mitchell, a news anchor at Fox 5 DC. Hey, what's up? It's Sammy Roman, and you are watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Rolling Martin Unfiltered. We're talking to George Wallace. He's here at the DC Improv. The entire weekend. This weekend, if you're in town, uh, if you know somebody in town. Eight shows a day, uh, the DC Improv. Who are they working he, He's doing a show every two hours. He's working 16 hours a day. Guess who's coming tomorrow night? Chris Tucker. You don't know what's going to happen when you stop by the George Wallace show. You got Sylvia Traymore Morrison going to be there. Chris Paul. You got uh, Tony Woods. I might not even do any time. <laughs> That's great when you have friends. It's like time I was in Las Vegas. Yeah, huh? Chris Tucker's popping by? He's supposed to. Oh, That's gotcha. what he told me. Well, you popped by his golf tournament. What? We were all there together. You were awesome. I thank you for getting up there. You know Roland takes over everything, right? We got a, a thousand people in a room, nothing but millionaires, and Chris is up there auctioning stuff, and he's selling a cup, and everybody offer off a dollar, and Chris give it to him. And we're going like, hold on, that ain't the way you auction. You got to somebody, because I'm the first one, you know me, at an auction, I'm the first one to raise my hand, because I know somebody's going to So they had a Shaquille O'Neal side yeah. basketball and somebody and Chris took the first offer. Yeah, that's what like I'm talking about. I went, hey, Chris. Come here. Give me the mic. Give me the mic. Give me the mic. I said, I was going to do it, but you, you didn't leave, do it. You don't leave money in the room. Exactly. You don't leave money. But exactly. he was leaving money on the table. I think we eventually sold that ball for like $1,500. <laughs> I'm like, Chris, what the hell are you doing? I thought it was $5,000. We finally got it rolling up. We got it up there. Because I bet the first I forgot. It was, it was I, bet, I bet the first It was more than $250. Yeah, 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 right? More than $250. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Greg Carr, I saw you over there cracking up laughing as George was over here telling them damn stories. Is Greg Carr still here? Uh, yeah, Greg Carr, he's right there. How you doing? He's, we were talking about Jacksonville. I was in Jacksonville yesterday. You, Jacksonville is backwards. Jacksonville is the only city in the, what is two rivers, the river going backwards. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but the Jacksonville is the American. I was there as a kid, the first black beach, Bernardina Beach in, in Jacksonville, Florida. Lift every voice and sing. Lift at Jacksonville, yes, Florida. I guarantee you, Greg got a book on that beach somewhere behind him. Is that right? Oh, so you, you sell them yeah. damn books? He ain't read them books. You ever go to people's house, they got all them damn books. You know they ain't read them damn books. He can turn around, Greg, and just pull a book, ask him, has he read it? I guarantee. Okay. All right. Yeah, test I it. Greg, go, hold on, Greg. Greg, break his ass off. Tell me to stop. Tell me to stop. When you say stop, I'll tell go, you. Go, stop, go. Stop, go. Hold on, Greg. Hold on. Go. Go, Greg. The first stop. female, well, this goes back to the fourth dynasty in ancient Egypt around maybe 2800 BCE. Uh, she's in the so-called pyramid age. So that takes you back to... No, uh, you're bragging. Now you're trying to embarrass me because you know I don't know a damn thing about this. I really think I need to go back to school, Roland. Well, he is... No. He, He's, he's longtime chair of the Department of Afro-American Studies at Howard University. 
Can I, how do I get into Howard and study my, you know, my, my, my daughter-in-law, my granddaughter-in-law? How do you say my grandkids' wife? They're back here. They study. You call it my grandkids' wife. Yeah, they're studying. They're coming back. They studied. She's a doctor. They look like little kids, and, but she's a doctor from Howard. I like to go back and learn uh, how to, uh, to I just need to learn. learn I need to go what? back to school. Learn Every, what? Everything. I don't know. Well, shit. Just go by grand house. No, Get all the damn that's, books. That's I, but I can't that's read either. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey Gray Line, I can't help you. Roland, all I was, all I was gonna ask, first of all, uh, I'm a big fan, brother, and I also a great admirer. And my and name is Dr. Wallace, I'll, by the way. Oh, no question. The Reverend Doctor, the way I understand it. Well, I listen was, to me. Don't you I'll, feel better since you're talking to me? I'll make people <laughs> yes, feel better. Sir. Listen, that's what laughter <laughs> yes, is the greatest medicine in the world. Laughter is healing for the soul. And that's why yes, it's important sir. to keep laughing. When you stop laughing, you stop living. So that's why I encourage everybody. I have the greatest job in the world, and I teach young people to make sure you honor your essence. Let people know that you enjoy what you do. Right. Just because you got a degree in marketing doesn't mean you got to do statistical analysis the rest of your life. You might enjoy arranging flowers or fixing cars or painting refrigerators. The money will come. Make sure you enjoy your life. Now you sound like uh, Jesse the Plantis. Uh, Greg, go ahead with your... <laughs> but I'm not... <laughs> no, no, no. I... You know, I'll, I'll keep in that vein. First of all, anytime you want to come up, Howard, uh, Brother Wallace, we give you the chalk. We need you to talk and t talk to these young people. But since you mentioned Lift Every Voice and Sing in Jacksonville, you know, I thought it was interesting because I know you went to the University of Akron. And I remember yeah, I'm LeBron James' about, daddy. Go ahead. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I remember an interview where I saw you talking about when you got there, it's in the wave of activism, anti-Vietnam War and SNCC and the Black Student Union. And you were shocked that the black students, all 200 of them, however many small number were there at Akron, did not know Lift Every Voice and Sing, didn't know black history, didn't know who George Washington Carver was. And the only question I have with you, because, you know, having written for Red Fox and, and done this kind of work, and all jokes aside, one of the most educated folk we have, certainly as a comedian, how important is study? How important is education to your career as a writer, as a comic, as a film actor, just, to, just as a kind of force out there? How important is it to know? They can Our take history. everything away from you, but when you got that education, let me tell you something. I can say it on this show. I, I'm never able to, to tell this joke. My dad had told me, Deacon George Wallace told me, son, I want you to go to school. I want you to get all the education you can and make all the bread that you can. Back in the day, remember, Greg, they, they called it bread. Yep. He said, because yes, life is like a shit sandwich. That's what my daddy told me. Make all the bread that you can, because the more bread you have, the less shit you got to eat. I'll never forget that. By the way, my dad texted me and he said, uh, tell George that's a bad blue jacket he got on. Now, see, bad means good. Okay, Greg. Yes. Greg is a doctor. Yes, okay, bad means good. It's just like I call yes, him sir. stupid. That's a compliment. Uh, everything is yes, different sir. these days. You know, asshole used to be offensive. Let me tell you what you do right now. You walking down the street tomorrow, wherever you are, you see a lot of people on the street, just shout out, hey, asshole! At least five or six people gonna turn around. <laughs> what? Somebody, what? Why? Somebody call. See, so the words are different now. And I'm gonna. I'm working with words too now, Greg. I'm working with. The, I just the word. Cacu, what's the name? You put the cheese on the thing. Chachuteri boy. Cachuteri. What? The, what you put the cheese in I that? I don't know. I hate cheese. Well, you know that <laughs> thing that put the wood on the cachuteri. They put the cheese and the sausage on the chacuteri or something like that. The, thing, the board they used to whoop you. All y'all bougie people in the control room. Uh, what is it called? Right. You, you know Mark Clark know it. I'm sorry, my earpiece is out. Chicutery uh, is uh, called chicutery, right? Go ahead, what'd you, what'd you say, Carol? Carol, what'd you say? Chicutery. Charcuterie. Yeah, Char 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 Char
Now they put me. <laughs> what they laughing at? They put meat on it. Am I right, Greg? And meat and cheese. Yeah, man. But I education is the most important yes, thing that you can get. They can deny you, but when you got that education, I am so good that I, I studied at university. I studied marketing and advertising. Marketing and advertising. And the first one I got out of college, I sold real rags. I sold the ShamWow back you in the day. So do rags? I said real rags. Shut up and listen. <laughs> I thought you said do rags. I said real rags. I sold the ShamWow back in night. It didn't even have Sham a name. ShamWow. Yeah, we oh sold the 800 commercials. Yeah, yeah. I sold that back in 1972. And I was selling rags, and I sold. Uh, I was full. You'd be surprised how many people I was full. need rags, how much money you can make selling rags. And uh, I did that, then I went into advertising. This is education. Now, my point is that when I got to Las Vegas, I never wanted to be a television star, I never wanted to do movies, but I wanted to be a comedian since six years old. Is that because you couldn't read the script? What was that? No, I'm only going to hit you one time. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, but I know I had to get education because I, I wanted to be a comedian. I heard all of the older guys saying right. how tough it was, and sometimes they didn't have food to eat because you know, they were struggling. As a comedian, I'm going to hell with that. I'm always going to eat. <laughs> and so I went to school, University of Akron, got my degrees and come out, and uh, I worked and made a lot of money in selling. And then I went to Las Vegas. I went there for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. Next thing you know, I'm there 15 years. I'm the only black American that has gone to Las Vegas and actually owned the show. I did not work for the hotels. And you came out and you came to the show, 750 people in the room, and I created that by my advertising knowledge and education wow. that he's talking about. And they had you... more billboards in Las Vegas than any company, even more than Caesars. And then that's why they started calling me the new Mr. Vegas. I'm so blessed mm -hmm. to have uh, uh, lived my passion. I, I, I achieved my goal, and I had only five years ago, I'd go, wait a second, what am I gonna do now? So now that's why I'm just getting into movies and television right now. And I'm teaching the young people, make sure you enjoy your life. Travel, because life is backwards. Nobody tell the kids at Howard that life is backwards. As Soon as you get out of college, soon as you get out of high school, get on an airplane, go to another country, see how other people live. Charge it to your parents, I don't give a damn how you do it. But the real <laughs> education is learning to live with other people from other countries, okay? Mm. Don't I say life is backwards? Don't you hear, doctor, when people, old people say, when I turn 65, I'm gonna retire and travel all over the world. For what? You too damn old. You can't do shit. I see old people in, in Eiffel Tower just, and then old people got to be in bed at six o'clock, you know, so they ain't going. But make sure, young people, you enjoy your life. Live, honor your essence. Live your dream and do what you want to do. Don't, and so I never, you know what I've never done? What? Dr. Greg, you know what I've never done? I've never filled out sir? an application. My goodness. Because you can't write? No, he, he, I mean, you wrote for Do you have a mic stand here? <laughs> I'm going to take his temperature, I swear to God. <laughs> Greg had a, doctor had another question there, sir. Uh, no, 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 Lauren had a question. Okay, Lauren? Yeah, yeah. Lauren? Hey, George, how you doing? How are I you? I feel good. All I was so educated listening to you guys, and I go like, what am I going to talk about? <laughs> no, it's, it's all right. You're right when you say <laughs> laughter is a, is a healing thing. You're absolutely right about that. I may actually come over to the comedy club. I've been to that club, and it's really good. I wanted to know, I'm from New York, so I'm going to ask a New York-related question. I wanted to know about uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, did you ever, uh, Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> I think I heard of him. Go ahead. Yeah, I think you've heard of him. And so are you going to ever be on his show? Have you been on his show? His uh, car show? Yeah, comedians in cars drinking coffee. And were you ever on Seinfeld? Because there weren't that many black people on Seinfeld, but I figured if there was one, you'd be the one. 
Uh, but tell me about tell me about if you're going to be on any of his shows because that show with the cars where they go to drink the coffee, as simple and as silly of a concept as it is, is actually really really funny. Yeah, because George, you know, journalists, you know what I don't understand? What? Seinfeld and I was talking about the other day how journalists can take them 15 minutes to ask one question, and then you don't know what the question <laughs> is. She said, let me, <laughs> Lauren, Lauren, let me tell you something. I'm going to educate this on this. I, um, I'm actually the real George. I was Jerry's roommate for 13 years, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, I was best man in his wedding. Mm -hmm. I'm also the father of his kids. He is my best friend. I can't get rid of him. Uh, what He's happened? The father well, of his kids or the godfather? Just go along with the joke and shit. Okay, God, okay. Just checking. I'm just checking. I mean, I mean y'all had some freaking roommate stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> look at the kids. See, don't they look a little bit like that? But yes, uh, what happened was we had a friend named Gary Shelling, comedian. Yep. And he had a show, and his best friend was on the show named Lewis Smith. And Lewis got fired, and they broke up. He said, Why didn't you tell me you're supposed to be my best friend? And we go, Oh, hell no. So we keep business and friendship separate. There you go. Money, friendship, separate. Yeah, and then I we've got been, you. That's why we've been friends for all these years. I did the show. I did one episode. It was called um, Desperado, uh, something like that. At the end, I was a doctor, uh, and I wanted to do... He wanted me to do a scene, like, because when they circumcised the baby brisk, they called it the brisk, the Jews do. And so it's supposed to be the father and the grandfather. So Jerry held one leg on his first slot, and I held the other leg. And when the rabbi did his little circumcision thing, the baby went, ah! Baby went crazy. They got him drunk first. They gave him some wine. They gave the baby some wine. But to this day, when I walk into his house, that little boy looks at me and go, I know you from somewhere. <laughs> and that's the look we needed for the Desperado singing when they sang the song and I was a doctor and I looked up. Now, Comedian in Cars Getting Coffee, check it out on YouTube. We did the most expensive one ever made. He came oh. to Las Vegas. We got in the car. He surprised me with the car that my dad used to have a 65 Buick Riviera. And we drove all over Las Vegas, then we went down to a little uh, restaurant called the Pepper Mill that's open, that's, that used to be the club that everybody went to after the shows were there, the Pepper Mill. And so, and uh, that was really fun. So make, Lauren, make sure you check it out. It's called uh, Comedian Cars Getting Coffee with George Wallace. Y'all yeah, heard George earlier say, hey, no, Mr. Mill. Listen, when I went to see George, George know every damn chef in Vegas. Yes, I do. Every damn chef and, now go here. No, 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 go there. Go here. Chef, Just who had the no, worst thing? Went through, he went through nine chefs. I said, George, where we gonna eat? <laughs> Listen, guess who has the worst steak in Las Vegas? Who? Gordon Graham. I, the guy that does all of the... Gordon Ramsay. Ramsay, the guy that does all of the shows in the kitchen. I swear to God, I've been eating in every steakhouse in Las Vegas, and I went there in the Paris Hotel, I'm going, and John Murray was with me. I'm going, just is not good. So now, now, now you go to the kitchen and say, this that's what he needs to be in the kitchen. Shut it down. That's what I should have shut it down. <laughs> but I tell you, we have good food in Las Vegas. You need to come to Las Vegas right now. Let me be an ambassador for the city. Uh, you know, that sphere that's there, that's oh, right out of my that's, window. That's, that's nice. And we got the new hotel, the Fountain Blue, the tallest hotel. That's next door to me. We got the Resorts World. Las Vegas has, it's really the town that never sleeps. Now, I'm going to say this, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm going to go ahead and say Las Vegas more than New York City. Because 10 years ago, 15 years ago in New York City, it used to be all night. And also in Las Vegas, after 11 o'clock, it's pretty hard to find a restaurant that's open anymore. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's up. I don't know what... And you know, back in the day in New York, we'd, we'd go to breakfast at 5 o'clock in the morning. Right. Chicken and waffles, yeah. damn it. That's right. how it was created. In New York. In, in New York. Exactly. A lot in of New York. In Harlem. Yeah, that's right. A lot of people think it was in Los Harlem. Angeles, but... It no, was, it wasn't. And see, when you talk about... Stop pointing at me! When you talk about... Okay, when you talk about Vegas... Mm -hmm. <laughs>
I understand that. <laughs> when you talk about the Vegas, uh, do you advise taking your woman to the Chris uh, to the Usher show? I, yes, I would do. I would do yeah, that. You know, because yeah. you know, Kiki Palmer boyfriend yeah. oh, like acting his damn nice like his mind. Oh my, Kiki Palmer. Oh my goodness, she's she's so beautiful and she's so talented. And you do do you see her um, uh, hosting the show, the game show? Yeah, she's so fantastic. But yeah, go see her. Her Usher. old show was. Wait a second. Wait a second. Usher's from Atlanta. We have to support each other. You know, all good things come out of Atlanta, uh, except Waka Flocka Flame. <laughs> I don't understand. Listen, I had a problem one time. I said I don't like black Republicans, but I had to correct myself. I don't like the black MAGA supporters. Gotcha. There are some good uh, Republicans everywhere, but the black... I don't understand what they... What do you get? These people don't like you? At all. At all. Why, well, are, you, why are you wearing a red hat? Punk ass. <laughs> uh, I think Greg had uh, another question before we go. Greg? No, no. I, listen, I'm just enjoying the conversation. I, I, I'll ask you one, one, one more question, uh, Brother Watson. Again, just great respect to you for being not only a master comedian, but really somebody who not only makes us laugh but makes us think. Oh, somebody asked you one time about your influences, and and it was a name that came up. When Red Fox, when Rich Pryor, it was Red Skelton. Do you mind <laughs> saying something about how, how how was Red Skelton an influence on? Are you old enough to remember Red Skelton? The yeah. people that really know comedy know that Red nice was hilarious. He was he did the different Just. characters. Clem Cadillhopper. All the, oh my God, he was so good. He's the reason I'm in the business. He was born on the same day I was born on. Robin Williams was born on July 21st. Wow. Also, Kim Whitley was born on. Don Knotts was born on. More entertainers were born on July 21st than any other day. Now, I read Six. that in the book. Seven months. What the hell you know? No, I'm going back to, like, when y'all all can see. You ain't no astrologist. What the hell you I'm going to What you looking up in the airport, too? I'm trying when y'all go because see. So, it's July, seven months. So, what? Y'all were, were all, like, uh, what? Probably uh, Thanksgiving, babies. Thanksgiving. Uh, y'all were, like, August, September. All Always of, all the July area. I know. Uh, I now, just told you all July... No, you were born July. You yeah, conceived so nine months to, earlier. So, the freakiness has to be around Thanksgiving, three months later. So, all y'all were... All y'all will concede around Freak Nick. Because I'm a freak a leak. <laughs> freak a leak. Now, I want to talk about toilet paper. You're I got freak, some jokes here. This is my, Greg, this is my legal pad. If they're not on this pad here, they're not legal jokes, okay? Lauren, <laughs> I went to buy some toilet paper the other day, and it was said 36 mega rolls. These are new jokes here. I, I already get paid for the old jokes. Mega rolls or mega rolls? Ooh, if you don't shit the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You know I like this, right? You know I like it. <laughs> with me. I love it. So the 36 mega rolls equal 128 rolls of regular toilet right. paper. So and I bought this at July, 4th of July. So I'm in my house. There's a ghost in my house. I am not using all. I got three rolls left. To which technically nine. There's a ghost in your house. I, I'm not the only one wiping my ass with this paper. Okay. <laughs> all of that much. All of that paper. Greg, can you figure it out? Cause you're pretty smart. 128. Right. Rose. Since 4th of July, somebody else is in my house. And now I want to do a bit. I want to finish the bit up. You just can't. And then again, you full, you full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you right about that one. <laughs> but after you, it's a new day. And after you finish using toilet paper now, that ain't good enough anymore. They got a thing called booty wipe. Right. And you got to get Disposable. pampered. You know what I'm disposed. Well, disposable. Why would you say something stupid? People can say some stupid shit, can't they disposable? What else would you do with toilet paper? No. You mean flushable? That's the word you're trying to use. No, no, no. They're called disposable. They're like, I know, but they're literally called disposable on the package. Yeah, that means you can throw them away. 
I know flushable mean you can't throw them down the toilet. They're unflushable or they're flushable? Would you just let me finish these? I mean, you're the ass-wiping expert. I'm just trying to check with you. <laughs> you are an ass-wipe. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is so many stages right now. Okay. And then when you finish with the booty wipe, now they got a thing called a deodorant now called Lumi. Lumi is called, it's for down there. They got these different deodorants. This, that's how I come up with these new jokes. Okay, well, here's another new joke. What happened to the bidet? Just, I mean, just. You ain't got no bidet in your house like you rich or something. You here working every night, you ain't got no bidet to wipe your ass and put water up your ass. I do have you a bidet. You ain't even been to France. You can't, you can't even <laughs> been to France. I have not. Actually, I have been to France. Where'd you go? Uh, I went to the Eiffel Tower. I went to the hood. I bet you didn't go up. I didn't go up because you know why? Because you're country. You're scared. No, no. Because your ass you know is why? old. You they, went, wouldn't uh -huh. let, they wouldn't let my ass go up because I had my camera gear bag and I had a screwdriver in it. I was like, are y'all serious? Is that true? Straight up. Like you're going to unscrew it up there. And, uh... Straight up. We were coming back from Liberia. Antoine, my beard, I was with me. So I have my, I don't put my camera bag below. I carry my gear. They were like, oh, you can't go up. I Why didn't going... you leave it downstairs? They got a thing down there they can lock your stuff. No, no, no. I don't leave my shit down there. But I'm glad you do say so you travel. You was in Liberia, then you stopped off in Paris. Where's your favorite city in the world? Uh, my favorite city in the world is... Because my first degree was in transportation. That's what I'm talking about. No, no, seriously. So I, this was a question that was asked in my speech communication class at Texas a and Okay. They said, what is your favorite place in the world? And I said, me being as creative as I am. Uh, also, I grew up broke. So um, I said my favorite... You're still broke. No, I'm not. Dude, uh, look at you. Have you looked in the mirror later? Are you look at you tonight. Are you walking down the street? Somebody will offer you some money with your broke ass. Look actually, they should. You should be joining the Bring the Funk fan club, Roller Martin. Uh, pull it up, y'all. Send your check-in money order to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-196. You can go to your cash app, or you can go cash to the PayPal and do all of that Cash demo. app is dollar sign, R.M. Unfiltered, PayPal is Martin Unfiltered. Roller Martin. is rolling at rollermartin.com, and Venmo is R.M. Unfiltered. And do that. Do it right now, because we're bringing you entertainment every night, and Roland is very good at it, and he needs your support. Support. That's what we got to do. And do me a favor, my assistant, could you bring me $10 out of my wallet right now so I can help support this guy? 10 Yeah, so you can get some lotion. <laughs> yeah, you can pay me back. <laughs> pay me back. Okay. So what's your come favorite on, city? Come on, you had two more. Okay, hold on. Okay. So, here, so here's what it was. We're going to come in favorite city, and you're going to tell me the rest of these uh, legal pad lame jokes. Uh, Ooh, and then... Now let's go to other one. Who the hell is Lululemon? Lululemon. <laughs> uh, I know she's from the country. She's so, but... My, my mama's maiden name is Lamont, but they call him Lemon in Louisiana. Is that right? Straight up. Miss Lemon, you're, you're born out of Louisiana. They call, they call him Why y'all do stupid stuff down there? Why you yeah, keep telling people in Louisiana, keep, and hey, you try my gumbo? Your gumbo suck like, you ever been down there? I, they got, yes, they got sh shoestrings, hubcaps, all the shit they can find, they put it in there. Uh, you see shit nah, moving. Nah. See, we don't do you, all that. Yeah, the, but, you ain't taste mine. Yours tastes like shit like not, everybody else. Matter of fact, I was on Martha. I bet you're gonna tell me right now, you can cook some oh, gumbo. Okay. Oh, I can't. And my dad can damn cook. Yeah, when I come to your house, no, no, I live stream us cooking gumbo. Yeah. It's on YouTube. That don't mean people oh, don't no, eat we, it. Oh, no, no, we know. A lot of stuff oh, no, on no, YouTube. No, no, no. Oh, no. That's I why it's there. Our gumbo damn good. Damn good. It would, like, slap your mama and your daddy and your stepdaddy good. I'm not going to eat it. Yes, I don't give I'm a damn. Yes, I might slap your mama no, and slap no, your daddy. No, because no, no, gumbo going to be good. Listen, I was on Martha's Vineyard, and it, I ain't going to say whose house we went to, but we took it to the They said, hey, they fixing a gumbo. George is he was at President Barack Obama's house. I, nah, I, I nah, was there too. Me, I was in the kitchen. Me, what you can't say that. So, man, I went there and look. I look. I had gumbo before I had breast milk. I know gumbo. You have what? I had gumbo before I had breast milk. I, I had know chicken gumbo. before I had breast milk. My mom would put her titties in. I said, "Go, <laughs> lady, go get me some chicken." <laughs>
So here's what I... So Man, what is wrong with you, Greg? <laughs> That's it. So here's That's what happened. My mama, you breast my mama put on, I said, you go get me some chicken is that good. Can she, you, she said... A chicken is the only animal that never... Uh, dies of natural causes. Did you know that? A chicken has a short life. You've never seen a chicken uh, have a happy birthday party one year. Chicken, when a chicken comes and hatch out an egg, is, is, is that somebody with a napkin? A chick, but Atlanta, I'm from Atlanta. Atlanta is the capital of chicken place in the world. Did you know the home office for Popeyes? Home office for Chick-fil-A? Home office for Zaxby? Uh, Crystal so is in there? In Arkansas, Churches? where, Ty where uh, Tyson's is? Like where they actually, you know, Strangle the chickens and process them. Well, no, but, but that's in Gainesville, Georgia. Oh, so when you saw you, so you say the king of chicken, you mean the after, after the yeah, fact, yeah, the, the, the restaurants. Gotcha. The restaurants. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. You know, we got chicken and waffle. That so we love chicken. Yeah, I was talking to the chicken man the other day. This true story I'm making. The, up. the chicken man. A chicken man told me you would think the was automobile. Chicken George. <laughs> you, you would think the automobile. What do you think the number one industry in the world is? The number one industry in the world, porn. Porn. Eh, that's, that's a good answer. Could be automobile, could be oil. But actually, it's chickens. If the chickens were to stop laying eggs, just think about this, Greg, there'd be no Grand Slam at Denny's. Oh, okay. no. You are. So it happened earlier this year when, when 100,000 the chickens uh, killed in that uh, fire and uh, a dozen eggs went up to like 12, 15, 20 dollars a dozen. Exactly. Negroes lost their mind. This is true. And then it's going to happen again. You ever notice another thing about Atlanta? Watch this. In the next three months, around Christmas time, Somebody steal 50,000 pounds of chicken wings just before the Super Bowl. <laughs> they sold them out of the freezer. Watch and see. But if chickens were to stop laying eggs, there'd be no Grand Slam, and you know, then you don't have the coffee sales. There'd be no, if chickens were to stop laying eggs, there'd be no Easter eggs. And they're selling the color and the green shit in the basket. What do you call it? The green shit in the Easter egg basket. And um, then there'd be no Easter Fake, gra fake yeah. grass. I'm just trying to tell you how the economy works, okay? Got it. And then, and then, then you have no Easter service, and now you're messing with the preacher. And see, the preacher don't have Easter service because no Easter eggs. Now ain't gonna be no Easter dinner. And there ain't no Easter dinner. And then they, they, if no Easter service, then the preacher ain't got no Cadillac. Okay? And so you just, so you, you just sit at home and just think of this shit? That's my job, is just make up shit. And I'm gonna make this a long bit, I think of food all the time. No. Right, really? right now, I'm tired of pumpkins. I don't know pumpkin spice. I'm tired of pumpkin donuts. Well, you remember what Bernie Mac said about pumpkin? What is, <laughs> I ain't never ate no pumpkin pie. I ain't no pumpkin pie. Hey, no damn question like that. Yeah, yeah, I never had no, no pumpkin pie. Like that. That's another thing I want to talk Some about. Some of them, bitch. Okay. We got about 90 seconds. Okay, like, I want to talk about Patty LaBelle. Patty LaBelle, yeah. she has a sweet potato pie. I'm right. the only black person that ever ate a sweet potato pie. And I worked with her last night, and I said, Patty, when are you putting in these pies? Because I know she's selling at Walmart for right. 48 for $3.48. And Greg and Lauren, you know if you go to uh, Kroger or Ralph and you buy the pan and the crust, that's two forty eight, okay? Right. So she ain't putting but a dollar worth of shit in there, okay? <laughs> so I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, well, what could you, lemon extract, what do you put in the pie? Lemon extract, vanilla extract, nutmeg, sweet potato pie, what else you put in there? Egg, that's it, come cinnamon. In there. cinnamon. And, and brown sugar. You know, and the fact of the matter, if you put brown sugar and cinnamon on anything, you yes, sir. Eat it. It's gonna be good. So look at Greg. You gonna eat it, right? You can yes, put sir. cinnamon brown sugar on a white potato, and you are gonna eat it. Brother George, now, a lot I'm of not you people out there on anything. Listen, listen, a lot of you out there. I'm gonna tell you, a lot of you people out there don't like having oral sex. But let me tell you what you do. Don't do it. Don't. <laughs> Get you some don't cinnamon. Do Since you married the brown sugar. Get some cinnamon. Put some cinnamon down there. Even the church people be going, yes, Lord. <laughs> Church of people be speaking in tongues. Send them on my mom. Send them on my mom. So, on that note, 
Put some sentiment on that. It's 8.32. George ain't paying the staff overtime. We got to go. And from what I hear, you ain't paying them that much. Uh, that's true. Because uh, the people ain't giving uh, fast enough. A doctor. Now, if I need to have, come have Creflo come in here and raise some money, him and Jesse DePlantis. Kept your, kept, kept your dollar made so much money. Guess what he's saying now? He used to demand, he would look at your, uh, uh, what you call it? The, your tax return. Tax return and made you pay tax. Now he's made so much money, he's telling the people, uh, you don't have to tithe anymore. That's some bullshit, ain't it? <laughs> He don't make that much money. So I'm going to be at the Improv this weekend. If you know anybody, you have any cousins that live in the Washington D.C., in the DMV. And if you haven't been in the DMV lately, it's a beautiful area. You should come and see it. I got there tomorrow. I'm going to go, I want to see Dr. King today. You think he ever dreamt he was going to be white? I bet he didn't dream that, did he? Did he, did he, Greg? With that white stone no, up there. I bet he didn't have that dream, did he? Ah, no, I And... and <laughs> <laughs> you need to know somebody. Is Mr. Lonnie still over there? Because I want to go to the Af African American uh, Museum. I want yeah, Lonnie's not over all the museums. I want, I right. want him to get me in. Yeah. Huh? But I want people to come to. You, you, uh, you want him to get museum. you in a what? Into the museum, you, you, you big head. What? No, I'm just trying to check, man. Like you all over the place. I don't know. If you want him to get you into the King Memorial? I don't know. If you want? You want? I'm from Georgia. Both of them. B O L. I I don't know. I don't know what you want him to get you into. I want to get him into the museum. Uh, and uh, I want to get into the uh, uh, Dr. King. I want to see the whole thing. I want to enjoy it. Okay, the you know, the King Memorial is outdoor. You can just go by. I know that, but you don't want nothing. Do you want me to get it's in? Like walking on, it's like walking on a Clark Atlanta campus. Just going by. Okay, I will do that. Whose telephone is that ringing? Call has been forwarded to voice. Are you trying to call Lonnie? The person you're trying to reach is not available. Yeah, I'm trying to. Tone, please record your message. When you have finished... Trying to impress me. He gonna no, call somebody. He gonna call somebody. They know it's him. They won't pick up. They won't hey, pick hey, up. All this, all this talk unnecessary. Yo, Lonnie. Uh, I'm sitting here with George Wallace. George Wallace is in town. Uh, you know, uh, he's on the uh, no-fly list. So he would like for you to get him into the Smithsonian National Museum of African American History and Culture. That's where you want to go to, right? Yes, you sir. You want to go to the white one. I want to go to both of them. I want to go see Dr. King. I know I can just walk up and see that. Right. I'm from Atlanta. I know more, more about Dr. Man, King. Man, hurry up. It's a voice message. But Lonnie, I'm coming by. I want to go see the whole, all three floors. Is it three floors or four floors? Doc, it's like my eighth floor. I don't know. I, that's why I want to oh see God. it. Lonnie, let me call you back, dog. Okay? All right. Is the National Health Institute here in D.C.? Because we need to take your ass over there. You need it's to called, put your uh, ass over It's called the NIH, the National Institute of Health. I don't do the N-word. All right, y'all. George Washington, the D.C. Improv, uh, all week. Chris Why Paul. are you talking so loud? Ain't nobody here but me and you. Easy. Because I'm talking to the public. They got to hear me. Plus, and you my got voice, no microphone. They hear you. my voice carries in here. And it's my shit. Thank you very much. All right, y'all. So, again, George Washington, D.C. Improv. You pay rent. <laughs> he in the DC Improv uh, pulled up. Y'all see right there. Showtime, 7, 9, 15, Saturday, 6 and 8, 15. The price. Are you the, serious? Uh, see hey, me? That's what they sent us. You paid, you paid $150 to send me in Las Vegas. Look what that is up there. Actually, I did not pay. All right, so I... I know your so, broke ass. And the security guard knew who I was and let me in for free. All right, y'all. Get the ticket information right there. Go to the DC Improv website. Y'all check George out. Don't you have a, a book with no pictures in it? I got... <laughs> I got a book called Laugh It Off. Make sure you enjoy your life. Laugh it off. Okay? Greg needs one to go to go behind. Him. Okay, we. I, I'm gonna put, sure I'm gonna you. I also got a book called Bull Twit. I was voted the top 25 funniest tweeters in the world by Rolling Stone magazine. So I do oh, have yeah, books. Yeah. Next time I come back, I will promote my books. Okay. 
Greg, please. I'll do that. So Greg need another book back there, a book of laughter, and teaches you One how more. to live and, and, yes, and enjoy it. Because laughter is the greatest man. That's why we encourage people to overdose on laughter. Keep it in the reach of children. And when you stop laughing, call your doctor. Gotcha. And when mm -hmm. you laugh for more than four hours, call your doctor. We'll give the doctor a prescription so the doctor can laugh along with you. It's important to laugh. When you stop laughing, you stop living. There you I'm go. I'm George Wallace. I love you. There's absolutely nothing you can do about it. I'm going to take over the show. That's my. I'm auditioning for this show right now. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Y'all bought your DC Improv. You go see George. Be sure to bring you some cinnamon. It's going to be a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't... <laughs> You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> I see y'all tomorrow. New birth. Uh, New birth. Missionary Baptist Church in Atlanta. Yeah, you going there? I'm Bishop Bryan is a good friend of mine. Jamal. I worked his church there, and I didn't have to tell him. I didn't have to, I couldn't tell him that I used to work for Eddie Long. Chris <laughs> Tuck and I went to Christmas. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Hey, you're not going to believe this. I was up in the pulpit with Bishop Eddie Long before he died, right? That makes sense before he died. Yeah, but he, he told me to sing a song. And my dumb ass couldn't think, of, couldn't think of a song. You know what I sang? What? He touched me. <laughs> oh, he touched me. <laughs> something, something happened. And now I know he touched me and made me whole. He touched me. <laughs> Y'all, I'm at Newburgh tomorrow for the McDonald's Inspiration Gospel Tour. We're going to be in the house. I'm going to do a show from there as well. Looking forward to that. Saturday, I'm at Clark Atlanta's homecoming. And then Sunday, I'm going to be signing books at Newburgh uh, on Who Sunday. Book you signing? Uh, my book, Who? White Fear How the Brownie of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Minds. That's right. Uh, that's right, because they have no sentiment in their cabinets. All right, y'all. I'll see y'all tomorrow right here. I'm Roland Martin on Filter, the Black Star Network. Don't forget, y'all, do me a favor. Contribute to our Breed the Funk fan club. Uh, your dollars are critically important for us to do the show that we do. I told these advertisers they tripping. They ain't giving us the money. They should be giving us. And so send your checking money orders, P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 2003701196. Cash App, dollar sign, RM PayPal, R. Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zell, rolling at rollingsmartin.com, rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. If y'all want to see on the repeat of this, download the Black Star Network app. Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. Don't forget our 24-hour streaming channel is now available on four fast platforms. You can check us out on Amazon News, so go to Amazon Fire and then check us out. Say Alexa, play news from the Black Star Network. You can watch us on Plex TV, Amazon Freebie, and if you're watching the live TV on Amazon Prime Video, we're there as well, right next to all of the news networks. So y'all know how we doing this thing. And so I'll see you guys tomorrow right here. Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Keep it real, keep it black. Let me put my mask on. The and you know, always, some of y'all carry Tabasco sauce. George now says, carry your cinnamon. I'll see you tomorrow. Holla! <laughs> Folks, Black Star Network is here. I'm real um, revolutionary right now. Support this man, Black Media. He makes sure that our stories are told. I thank you for being the voice of Black America, Roland. Hey, Black, I love y'all. All momentum we have now, we have to keep this going. The video looks phenomenal. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. You can't be Black-owned media and be scared. It's time to be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You dig?
From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.